This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Friday, November 12th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, Republican Jack Cittarelli is expected to concede the New Jersey governor race on Friday, according to ABC News sources. He's expected to make the announcement during a press conference at 1 p.m. The Associated Press, ABC News, and other outlets called the race for Phil Murphy, who currently leads by nearly 75,000 votes. Cittarelli is a former assembly member who campaigned on a mix of traditional issues like lowering the state's high property tax as well as the fight against COVID-19 mandates. Murphy became the first Democrat to win re-election as governor in 44 years. He focused, princi- uh, his fo- he focused principally on the progressive agenda he delivered in his first term, including higher taxes on the wealthy and a boosted minimum wage, among other programs. Cittarelli said last week that it, it was too early to concede the election or declare victory. He also urged supporters not to believe unfounded conspiracies and said that the result, no matter the outcome, would be fair. Murphy's victory was a bright spot for Democrats nationally, though the party lost the Virginia governor's race even after President President Joe Biden carried the state by double digits in last year's election against Donald Trump. Despite Murphy's win, Republicans had an unexpected and important victory in the legislature defending uh, Senate President Steve Sweeney and stunning officials across the state. A young athlete with dreams of ice dancing in the Olympics was gunned down in a double shooting in Philadelphia's Kensington neighborhood last weekend. Joshua Anthony Soto was shot once in the chest along East Cornwall Street in Kensington, uh, and Kensington Avenue. Uh, he died minutes later at the scene. He was just 18 years old. Police oh, have yeah. not identified uh, a motive for the killing. Soto was a high school grad from Philadelphia's Juniata Park neighborhood. His family says he was passionate about ice dancing. Uh, growing up in the city's Juniata Park section, I dancing was an opportunity to represent his country on a global stage, Soto's family said. As a national junior ice dancer, Soto's goal was to be a Team USA Olympian. He last competed in a junior ice dance national figure skating championship series and was preparing for his next big competition. Soto teamed up with uh, Mila Guberman on the ice, competing in the international U.S. figure skating ranks. You lit up my life as well as everyone else's. I'm so mad, sad, and confused at the world for taking you too soon. Uh, Guberman wrote on Instagram A second young man who was 18 years old was shot at least twice and rushed to the hospital in critical condition. Police said the search for the gunman in the double shooting continues as Philadelphia police say no arrests have been made. And no word on if it was random or or a targeted attack. The report didn't say. Wow. Do you realize every day goes by with with murders constantly and and you you know, it's like it's just this horrific situation. Here's a young man who had a direction and everything. Yep, and I know. Eradicated. Gone. That's awful. And ABC puts at the end of all of their reports, like if, if it's a report of a shooting yeah. uh, and a killing, they put like the stats there, what we are up, you know, percentage wise and the number. It's just like an ongoing count. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Rowan University officials are reporting an early season flu outbreak, saying they've had 80 cases of the flu on campus in 10 days. They are now urging students at the Glassboro campus to get flu shots before the winter. On Wednesday, an email was sent out to students and faculty notifying them of the outbreak. The university's COVID-19 dashboard shows a much smaller number of COVID cases reported. They said last year uh, they really didn't have reports of flu cases. Officials say more people have gotten the COVID-19 vaccines than the flu shots, and as more people gather on and off campus, germs are spreading. Officials say flu shots are being offered on campus every Monday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. in the Chamberlain Student Center or the Wellness Center. In sports this morning, Morning. Hey! 
The Sixers lost to the Toronto Raptors 115-109 to last night in South Philly. What the f*** is this? Gary Trent Jr. and Fred Van Fleet hit back-to-back three-pointers over a, the final minute to lift the Raptors past the undermanned Sixers. Joel Embiid, Isaiah Joe, and Matisse Thibel are still in the NBA's health and safety protocol and sat out again. Seth Curry did return from a foot injury, and Tobias Harris scored 19 points in his return from a six-game absence after testing positive for COVID-19. The Sixers are on the road tomorrow night with game in Indiana against the Pacers. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock. The Flyers are on the road tonight and will take on the best team in the NHL, the Carolina Hurricanes. The Flyers are 6-3-2, and two, while the Hurricanes are an NHL best 10-1. and one. The puck is wow. set to drop at 7 o'clock. <laughs> and in Thursday night football, the Miami Dolphins beat the Baltimore Ravens 22-10 last night in Miami. And the Eagles are on the road this weekend with a game in Denver against the Broncos. Kickoff for Sunday is set at 425. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you so much, Kath. And a Friday upon us, as we said at the top, and we're happy to be here again. Friday is a magical day, is it not? We do things like give away our word of the week prize on Fridays. And today, ho ho, are you in for a treat? We have lots of Pop Rock, Pops Rocks ABBA tickets. Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia, baby. We're going to do a, uh, a contest a little bit later on. We have a bunch of those tickets to give away. And we have a lot of uh, Flyers alumni game tickets to give away because that is coming up on Monday. And it is going to be Team Holmgren uh, against Team Tockett. Uh, so we will. It's have Abba night, isn't it? A bunch of those. <laughs> it's Abba night. You know who's a big fan is uh, Lindros? Yeah, the yeah, Flyers. Huge fan, so. yeah. Yeah, so uh, we'll see what happens. I can't believe Hobbit's calling my phone. <laughs> and we do have a guest on the show today, Carrie Elways. Really? Finally, <laughs> it's happening. He, yeah, he had canceled twice, uh, but now he's back on board and he is promoting The Princess Bride, an inconceivable evening with Carrie Elways, which is tomorrow night at the Miriam Theater. And you can get tickets, tickets at uh, Cultural Campus. Dot org. So we'll talk to Mr. Elways <laughs> later on and uh, see what he thinks about coming to our fair city. I think we also have some Greta Van Fleet tickets to give away. Oh, and, and brewskis too, man. And, I mean, a lot and of beer. brews. Yeah. yeah so uh, it's a it's a full day today. We'll uh, we'll make sure that we set you up. So listen for your chance to win stuff all morning long here on the Preston and Steve Show. Other than that. Business as usual, working your way towards a weekend. So let's go ahead and break. Come back in a moment and uh, line up that entertainment report for you as well. It's a stupid question. We'll be back in a sec. Stay put. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to give away for the stupid question a pair of tickets for uh, Pops, Rocks, Abba, uh, Mamma Mia, and more Wednesday, November 17th, so next Wednesday. Question I have for you. This is really an interesting one. What Indian sleepwear, along with its local name, was adopted by the rest of the world in the 18th and 19th centuries? 215263, WMMR. By Indian, I mean India, the country. What Indian sleepwear, along with its local name, 
was adopted by the rest of the world in the 18th and 19th centuries? Let's see if you know that answer. 215-263-WMMR. It's ponderous, man. It is. Ponderous, man. Ponderous, man. <laughs> All right, uh, birthdays today. What well, we're waiting for your answer, Friday, November 12th, include... Nadia Comaneci. Uh-huh. She is a 60 years old Romanian gymnast. She was um, very, obviously they're all very petite, but she grew up to be a pretty curvy adult woman, yes? I, I believe so, and I think she may have been my first crush ever. Oh, really? My first crush ever. There you go. As a young lad realizing, I like that. Yeah, uh, give I, me more of that. I like girls, and that, <laughs> I like that girl right yeah. there. Uh, I was in love with her because in the 76 Olympics, yeah, I would have been in, man, like, you know, third grade or right, something right. like that. And so just realized I'm, I thought she was super cute. I like looking at that. Yeah. yeah. What, what year was she in the Olympics? 1976. Okay. I wasn't. And she uh, was the first gymnast to ever score a perfect 10 in competition. Amazing. Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, I guess my, my first... Like, the first person I remember in the Olympics was uh, Mary Lou Retton. There you so, go. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, now it's probably Mark Spitz is, is the first person I recall being yeah. a, a huge, huge name in, in Olympics. A couple of years older than you, so right. that would make sense. Who was the um, real small, like, cute? She was... Carrie Strug. No. Oh, oh. The, the one that we had in our studio? No. Hold oh. on, Kathy. What era are you talking? Uh... Our era? Uh, <laughs> maybe like Dominic nine? Luciano? Was she like, t- she was very young. Luciano right? she was really like, tiny. Like mm-hmm. maybe 12, 13 or something like that. Okay. Was that her? American? Yes, American. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, Why don't you look it up and we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> she, um, her, like she reminded me of, um, this one that we're talking about, Nadia. Like I get Kathy them. Rigby? When I, no, when when I hear their names, I'm like, okay, wait. Nadia was the '70s. Dominique was, you know, much later. All right. But like they they sort of remind me of each other. It's probably Michiano. It is, yeah. it is her. Uh, yep, yeah, and that's she her. was here. Yeah, uh, yeah, which yeah, was really cool. Yeah, she was a legit star. Uh, we also have Anne Hathaway, speaking of legit stars, celebrating her birthday today. Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> <laughs> Princess Diana. I don't care for her. Kath, I feel about her the same way you feel about... Well, yeah, I, I hated her for a long time because she... Remember when she was, like, in the news for everything? <laughs> I forget what she was doing and why, but she was so annoying. No. I, I Like, in the third Batman movie, I think she's a fine Catwoman. Yeah. I, and I think she... She has good performances. She has her, her moments. I, I, don't, uh, I don't summarily hate her. But then she backed off, whatever it was. She just... Kept her mouth shut for a little bit. You know what movie I liked that she was in? Her and De Niro. I think it was called The Intern. Yes, oh, yeah. uh, where she's the CEO of, right. uh, of a uh, um, uh, of a f- uh, fashion uh, company. I, I I enjoyed that. Uh, and and I, yeah, there are times where I'm like, eh. but I, for the most part, I like her. As yes, an, as I, an do, I do as well. Yeah. Uh, so she's 39 today. Tanya Harding has <laughs> a different Olympics theme. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. We had Nadia Comedy yeah. in there. Yeah, legit. Scores 10, and then uh-huh. you have uh, Tanya Harding. <laughs> that I, Tanya movie is a trip, man. It is. She did um, Celebrity Boxer. You remember that? Oh, yeah, that's Tanya. how that movie ends, yeah, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. so uh, she is 51 today. Uh, the great Al Michaels, sportscaster. Hmm. Do you believe in miracles? 
He's the man. Uh, he is uh, 77 years old today. But uh, he's called a lot of uh, legendary uh, sports moments. Uh, Megan Mullally, Will and Grace. She's great. Parks and Rec. Love her. Uh, I saw, I forget what she was on. It was a sitcom going way back. And she, uh, and I, I said to my wife, I said, she looks familiar. She was really young. And uh, it was hers, Megan Mullally. She was, so she was obviously working sitcoms for many years. Yeah, she was one of um, Seinfeld's girlfriends, right? That's uh, right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, Nick, I also love her, but she I thought she was great on Will and Grace, and I know that you don't like Deborah Messing. Did you watch that show at all? Uh, she's the only redeeming part of that show. <laughs> yeah. no, no, her and, and Sean Hayes. But um, uh, it's her dynamic with Nick Offerman, her husband, is always uh, adorable. And uh, yeah, she, she, she's I mean, hilarious. She's gorgeous. Those Slinger commercials <laughs> they did so together funny. were hilarious. <laughs> the, Sling box. The, I know you didn't watch Parks and Rec, uh, Preston, but she played Nick, Offer's, Nick Offerman's ex-wife on that show, and she was this... Harpy slut, as she and as she would come at him, and he couldn't ever resist her charms on the show. It was so their dynamic on that show in particular was hilarious. She's sixty three today. Uh, Sammy Sosa, retired baseball mm. player, hit sixty six home runs in nineteen ninety eight. Is fifty three years old. The great Neil Young celebrates his birthday today. Happy birthday! Seventy six years old. How tight are he and uh, Eddie Vedder? They're really they're tight, pretty right? tight. Yeah. He's one of those guys that uh, Neil is that pisses Pierre off because Pierre has made connections with him and his camp over the years, and Neil will always tell him, we're going to do that long-term, long-form interview, and then it never happens. Never happens. Yeah, yeah Neil, Neil's a weird dude from yeah. what I hear, man. It's like Stallone with us. Yeah, he's yeah. never actually acknowledged us. we got to find out, Marissa, the, the interview she was supposed to do with Stallone last night went from five minutes to... One minute. She oh, oh me last Christ. Night. That's not it was a one, two, two minutes with Burt Young and one minute with Stallone. So we'll find out mm-hmm. how that went in a little while. You get one question, uh, and it's what's my favorite ice cream? <laughs> he tells you what yeah. question he's going to answer. Road. <laughs> oh, well, there you sense. go. It would make total sense. Oh, uh, Neil Young is uh, celebrating his 76th birthday today. Booker T. Jones, who was a Booker T. in the MGs, who wrote this song, Green Onions. I think this is used... Magnificently in uh, American Graffiti. And two members of Booker T and the MGs, which Casey now knows, uh, were in the Blues Brothers movie. Donald Duck Dunn and uh, Steve, the Colonel Cropper, yep. uh, were both playing on this song. Wasn't uh, also Perky the Quirky Turkey in there? Yeah, he's in, uh, he's in, uh, he's in uh, Booker T and the MGs. He was one of the MGs. Uh, he is 77. Oh, Willie Hall, too, Press. Willie Too Big Hall? Yeah. Was in the MGs? Yeah, the drummer. And he's the drummer for Yeah, that. he wrote with the, uh, Perky. The Blues Brothers. That's really cool, man. All right, that band was oh my god sensational. Actually, I think Just they sensational. I think they backed uh, meaning the Blues Brothers band. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. But I think they backed Neil Young on a few different tours. I think Booker really? T and the MGs. Yeah, either they toured with Neil or they were the support act when he wasn't touring with Crazy Horse. I might be mistaken, but I think that's you true. folks know Perky the Quirky Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is, there's got to be a story sure, there. Right? Yeah. There's got to be a ballad of something. Oh, turkey, look at my life. I'm a little perky. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love that song, by the way. It's a great that song. Is my Old favorite. man? Yeah. It's my... I have to be in the right mood for some of the slower Neil Young stuff because it can be like, oh, no, no, not now. Not now. I I no. Yeah. I am. I, I can't do it. Drive off the road. I can't even. Yeah, uh, but that one. But then there are other times where it's like, okay, this is really in the zone. There's there's a uh, you know kind of builds to it this crescendo of the of the the harmony 
And then the vocals and the, this, the guitar playing and this harmonica and this kind of thing. Can, Can you, you sing play? some of it, Arnold? Old man, look at my life. I'm not, with this, with the, uh, not like you are. This, this kind of thing. You're not like the person that you said. That's Arnold singing. <laughs> Give you a get tossed and then this kind of thing where you go to the jeweler and you get the ring <laughs> and you say this is suitable for tossing. Is he um, harmonizing with himself in that? Not Arnold, but Neil Young. Oh, um, take a look at that he might, part. He yeah. might, yeah. Okay. Who plays uh, the banjo? Yeah, it's... Um, Kermit the Frog. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> now James Taylor oh. uh, plays banjo on that song. And it's uh, perky on, on okay. harmony. <laughs> yeah. Kermit plays backup banjo. I'm gonna guess maybe if you've got if you've got James Taylor there that yeah. he, he might sing a little backup on yeah. that, but I, I don't know. When your when your harmonizer is a far better voice than yeah. you are, but I, that's that's Neil Young's charm. Oh wait, you know who's on the background singing? Linda freaking Ronstadt. Oh, uh, so that's why you've got such yeah. a great harmonic mm-hmm. presence in that uh, in that song. Case, one, <laughs> one of the greatest singers of all time. <laughs> Last birthday on the list is Ryan Frickin' Gosling. Uh, I listen this to this movie, soundtrack all the time. I just love this movie. La La Land is so great, and he's so good looking. <laughs> it's ridiculous. He's so good looking, but he's um, he's a as is she, as is all of them, fleshed out characters yes. with nuance. And that whole final sequence, which is sort of a, a Rashomon kind of spin on reality. I love it. Uh, oh, is, my God. It's so good because yeah. that really happens probably more than you find, you know, the, oh, we ran into the distance and look, we're here. And it's a, it's a yeah. Hollywood ending. Yeah. But in its own way, it is a Hollywood ending because they both have found happiness. He's, he says a couple of lines that I love in that yeah. movie, and one of them is a pissy caca. That's <laughs> <laughs> his response to something. Pissy caca. Uh, he's uh, uh, also been in a lot of great movies. Uh, the Notebook, uh, First Man, um, The Ides of March, all these other Crazy movies. Stupid Love. Uh, yes. I love that right. movie. He is uh, 41 years old today, Ryan Gosling. All right. We'll see if we can get an answer to this question. What... Indian sleepwear, along with its local name, was adopted by the rest of the world in the 18th and 19th centuries. Our first caller in is Brian, so we're going to go to Brian. Hey, Brian, good morning. Happy Friday. What's the word? So Ah. happy to be here, buddy. All right, uh, the Indian sleepwear that was uh, adopted eventually with its local name is called? Pajamas. 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 And it's actually spelled payamas, Steve. P-Y-J-A-M-A-S. <clears throat> so that is correct. And Brian, hang on the line. We are going to get your information, and we're going to give you a pair of tickets for Pops, Rocks, ABBA, Mamma Mia, and more. It's on now Wednesday, November 17th at the Kimmel Center, and you can hear Pops' signature sound on the hits of one of the greatest selling bands of all time. That's ABBA. Uh, get tickets at phillypops.org slash WMMR. And Marissa will be introducing the show that night. We'll begin with the entertainment news uh, in John Mulaney's world. Uh, he has, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> changed attorneys in order to speed up his divorce from Anna Maria Ten- Tedler, uh, his wife of seven years. Well, <clears throat> yeah, it is kind of a weird thing. How uh, personal did he get in his show, Preston, addressing the dynamic of not being divorced from one woman and uh, now, now that he only touched on okay. briefly, he said uh, something along the lines of, "Well, you know, I have this thing going in my life where they go down every single detail of your financial world." Right. And that was pretty much it. And okay. Everybody, everybody kind of laughed. He he did it in an indirect way. All right. 
Um, but that was all that he talked about that. He mainly talked about his drug problem. Okay. Um, so he, he opened up, but not with everything. Uh, sources, uh, apparently the, the, the page six, uh, report says that the comedian is now being represented by John Teetler, whose New York City firm Teetler and Teetler, uh, is, a pair of teats. is well known for being involved in complex, big money matrimonial battles. Uh-huh. Uh, the firm previously represented Matt Lauer's ex-wife, Anna Roke. Oh, no, she did well. Sources tell the outlet that Mulaney wants to move things along as Olivia Munn prepares to give birth to their first child. I think the way to probably do that is because, again, as we said, it, it appears that his soon-to-be ex-wife really did not want any of this, wanted to stay with him. But. Yeah, and I wonder where she fell in the whole, you know, his drug habit yep. thing and, and if she had any involvement in the, that heat. I haven't heard him say anything about right. I Yeah, no I mean, but idea. he is trying to uh, run as fast as he can away from this relationship, yep. it seems like. So, um, it's an interesting dynamic there. Yeah, it could be anything. I don't really know. It's their world. Uh, okay, this is pretty wild. Will Smith... <laughs> <laughs> has recalled his mom catching him having sex with his girlfriend, Melanie Parker, when he was in high school. Yeah. And the story's hilarious. Do you you read the story? Yeah. Uh, In his new memoir, Will, he wrote, Mom flipped the light switch, (laughs) as she has done tens of thousands of times before, but this time her eyes landed upon her eldest son and his girlfriend deep in the throes of reckless lovemaking. He said, as a teenager, outside of physical injury, you cannot feel worse than having your mother catch you and your girlfriend doggy style on the kitchen floor. Oh, Oh my God. Oh, my God. They're on the kitchen floor. Oh, my God. Yeah. He said, I mean, now, honestly, mom goes into the kitchen now and then. Yeah. Uh... He said, I'm still not exactly sure why I did what I did that night. To this day, I have no idea what I was thinking. Oh, my God. Of all the experiences I am sharing in this book, this is the individual moment of personal behavior that makes the least sense to me. Yeah, right. Oh, my God, that's Uh, terrible. Sometimes you do stuff So as a teenager. I I have a friend who his mom caught him, not with a girl, but by himself. Right. And I don't know if the story is true, but he was... And so you talk about, I don't know why I was doing this. In his story, he was standing on top of his bed and doing that to himself. And then his mom walked in and... uh, Wait, 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 wait. wait. He was standing on top of his bed doing that to himself? Yes. He was spanking it. Yeah. Okay, I thought he was with somebody else. No, 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 no. So he's standing up doing that on the bed. Why standing on the bed? I don't know. And by the way, in this story, the friend is not me. It is actually my friend. Okay. Um, But so I, I don't know why you would be doing that, but if that story is true... Like, I don't know if I could ever look my mother in the eye again. No. Ever. It'd be I, difficult. I'm still trying to wrap my mind around why you need to be on standing, standing on your bed. On yeah. top of your bed. <laughs> Unless exactly. you're pretending you're surfing at the same time. Yeah. It makes less sense than doggy style on the kitchen floor. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes. To me. So, I mean, the, the, way less sense. We may never know. <laughs> Christopher Walken painted over an original Banksy while filming the BBC iPlayer series called The Outlaws. Oh. Uh, for the show, which is set in the artist's hometown of Bristol, uh, set designers brought in one of Banksy's trademark uh, anthropomorphized rats with permission to have it destroyed. So Banksy oh, okay. knew this was going to happen. So let me ask you, how much more, uh, how much more value is attached to this uh, work of art now that it has this story behind it? Uh, I think it's completely painted over. Okay, so, so you wouldn't even know there was anything on Yeah, all right. I, I, I believe that's the case. So a spokesperson for the streaming network told BBC, 
Uh, we can confirm that the artwork at the end of The Outlaws was an original Banksy mm. and that Christopher Walken painted over that artwork during the filming of this scene, ultimately destroying it. Uh, during the show's season finale, Walken's character Frank paints absentmindedly over the one-of-a-kind piece while serving community service. So, While we were in Chicago, a few of us went to a Banksy exhibit that, yeah. was, uh, that was there. What'd you think? It this particular exhibit wasn't very good. I was insanely uh, underwhelmed. I was too. Yeah, and and because Steve, the originals that they have, yeah, that they had at this particular, it was mainly prints of other stuff that had been done. Okay, the ones, but they had a couple of originals, and they were lame. <laughs> they, they weren't even his, and they were never his public works. No. They were they were ones that were that were that private owners had, and they were lending it, and they were they were weak. Oh. And I love Banksy stuff. Yeah, I find it too. really intriguing. See, Marissa made me go to this. It wasn't something that I would have ever gone to, and I didn't really know much about Banksy, so I was not underwhelmed. I didn't. I wasn't. Mm. Blown Blown away, but I thought found it was it cool. interesting. I found yeah. it interesting because I learned a little bit more about him and who he is, or what we you know don't know about him and all of that stuff. So I I, I thought it was okay. So the first part was the or these original works, and then eventually you get to the prints. I started seeing things I recognized. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah there's yeah. that one. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, but this is just a print. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a little underwhelming. What is this? What is this? A freaking poster? Well, I also felt really this? weird about going through a, a gift shop at the end and the like, fuck is that? You know, he is. You know, there, there's <clears throat> this sort of mess message in his artwork that is like not necessarily anti-capitalism but commercialism commercialism yeah by the and way I'm like, this, well, what the freak is this this exhibit was not sanctioned by him uh-huh. they, 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 cl- they posted that very clearly at the right. beginning it was like he he has not approved this so speaking of what casey's talking about is does he does he routinely have uh, sanctioned exhibits of his work don't know. Yeah, maybe not that's really something sure. he uh, he does not uh, approve of. Yeah. All right, I got a few other stories. The if uh, Dakota Johnson is your secret Santa, this Christmas is going to be a sexy one. Oh, she is. Oh, the Fifty Shades of Grey actress revealed to In Style that she'll be gifting the anal plug designed by sexual wellness brand Maud this year. You mean Maud as in B. <laughs> Arthur? No, she's dead. Oh. Uh, she told In Style, "Oh, this is going uh, this is going in everybody's stocking. Are you kidding? It's the perfect." stocking stuffer. You think your uncle hasn't wanted a butt plug his entire life? You're lying. Um, it's, it's called the cone. Uh, the plug is a dark evergreen color and resembles a Christmas tree. Oh, that's nice. Perfect for bringing holiday festivities into the bedroom. What are these unique decorations on your tree? Uh, Johnson joined butt plugs. the Maud team as a co-creative director and an investor last year and immediately inquired about uh, the products and she told the magazine for, for the butt, by the way. Uh, she said, I know that there are so many people that are curious about it, and, you know, uh, there's so many parts of one's butt that are uh, erogenous zones that I think I could just, uh, it could just be fun for people to explore. So that Fifty Shades stuff kind of rubbed off on her, I huh? guess so, yeah. yeah. Uh, Johnson's. I didn't know they were really doing that. Several celebrity sex toy entrepreneurs. Uh, Carla Delevingne is a co-owner of Laura DiCarlo. And, of course, Gwyneth Paltrow recently launched her own Goop sex toy line. So she's getting in on the action. Demi Lovato as well. The the Demi Wand is a vibrator that she's just introduced. Read about that, yeah. Did you guys see the uh, Goop clue on Jeopardy the other night? Uh, Yes. Which clued me in on something that I never knew about before. Yeah. Yes. That that it's her initials, G and P on the end, on, on either end. And then she 
read at some point that uh, if there's a double O somewhere in a brand name, like Google or Hooters or whatever, that it right. actually helps to sell it better. Yeah. Or Marshalls. Like, Marshalls does not have a double O. Oh, you're o. right. I'm sorry. Uh, you're, you're bad. But Mooshalls does. Mooshalls. DJ Mooks. Moops. That's interesting. Yeah, I thought that was, but I never knew that until. I yeah. hate, I hate Goop a We've talked bit about Goop now. so many times. I, uh, yeah, I yeah. actually well, was it like, It makes more right. sense, right? It, yeah, and I was like, okay, all right. I can. That's why McDonald's is such a success. Yeah. But it, it, it finally... The, the the title the name yeah. has a meaning to it, it as opposed sense. to you know splooch yeah, yeah. splooch goop exactly. whatever you right. call it. we need the Prestoon and Steve show yeah, yeah. there you go Prestoon and Steve I'll offer it up with Kuzi Ramunu double O's oh my and Kuzi boy <laughs> Nuke. Nuke. Nuke Nuke Mugoin Marissa Marissa I like Marissa 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 <laughs> and Nick Mufi. Oh my God! <laughs> Come on, Cooner Bet. Yeah, Cooner Boots. Cooner Boots. Cooner Boots. Cooner Boots. See, it works. Yes. Bill Wooston. Bill Wooston. <laughs> I like that. All right, uh, Lisa Renna shared on Instagram Thursday that her 92-year-old mother, Lois Renna, suffered a stroke, unfortunately. Aww. Very sad. Uh, she wrote, I know how much you appreciate and love Lois, so I need to tell you that she has had a stroke. I am with her now, so let's celebrate her and send her so much love while, while she transitions. Uh, Lois had gained uh, uh, fans by appearing on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and previously suffering a devastating stroke in 2013, so that's sad. Did the post come with that celebrate version with the bad flutes, Preston? Uh, no, I don't think. This is not a celebratory oh, uh, oh. moment. So, um, I love this story. So, actress Krissa B. Allen who was known for playing thirteen year old the thirteen year old version of Jennifer Garner in thirteen and going on thirty? Yeah. Turned thirty yesterday. <laughs> oh, wow. The actress celebrated by posting a series of videos leading up to the big day featuring conversations with another actress playing her thirteen year old self. And by the way, she's gorgeous. I love yes, her. Up. I love when that happens. She's really pretty. Yeah. I like that movie. That uh I Love that yeah, movie. Yeah, Mark really? Ruffalo, right? Oh, yeah. You've never seen it? No, I haven't. It's really oh, it's cute. It's good. Okay. It's yeah. adorable, and she is, that's where I really fell in love uh, with Jennifer Gardner, because she's just, you know, she's playing this bubbly character and so much fun, and she's stunningly beautiful and uh, really charismatic. So uh, the Instagram posts were all hashtagged with 30, flirty, and thriving. Uh, the most famous saying taken from that 2004 film. I wonder if, uh, is she an actress? Do we know her current status? I assume she is, right? I don't know. Uh, yeah, it says actress, but I don't know what she's doing currently. I, I looked her up, and, and I didn't really see anything, but Nick is pulling up her IMDb, and yeah, she she's acting. She's had some stuff this year. Very cool. But it doesn't look like anything that I recognize. Mostly so. porn? <laughs> no. Uh, TV movies uh, or seem to be what she's doing, so... Uh, but yeah, she's, it's really cute. I think that's uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, Tara Reid recently revealed to Page Six that none of her American Pie co-stars hooked up with each other. That is a lot of rum. She said that the stars in the 1999 film didn't date because they started so young. Uh, she said for a lot of people, it was their first movie, and we became more of like a family and brother and sister. And it's like, you wouldn't date your brother. It's about forever. There was just this certain amount of respect and no hooking up at all. Well, that'd be an interesting conversation. Vin Diesel and Tara Reid going out on a date. Uh, I, I remember when that movie came out, and it was a hearkening back. If you remember, it was um, received so well because it was a return to the teen sex comedies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it was sort of a tribute to those. 
Absolutely. Uh, Andy Dick was arrested on suspicion of domestic violence in L.A. on Monday. Oh. A spokesperson for the LAPD told E! News that the actor was charged with a felony. Uh, an inmate record search shows that Dick was arrested 12.30 p.m., released before 7 p.m. after making his $50,000 bail. Law enforcement sources told TMZ the arrest came after he allegedly hit his boyfriend on the head with a liquor bottle oh, during an argument. There's so Whoa. much crazy going on. Remember, we had him on recently for that Tiger Dick series that he was oh, doing? Oh, yeah. Parody of a Tiger King. And it's my understanding, Preston, that he has been living basically, you know, now it's it's L.A., so it's a little more amenable to it, but living in a garage. Okay. Basically, yeah. Yeah, he's... Got some demons, man. Big he's, demons. He's gotta. He's yeah. gotta. He's gotta get straightened out. Dwayne Johnson confirmed to Esquire that he pees in water bottles when he's working out huh? and drinks it. No, I don't know. No, I'm sorry. No, okay. uh, in a God. recent interview, he said, "I do pee in my water bottles, but let me give context to that. It's not a water bottle that I've actually purchased solely for water." <laughs> that you wash and clean when you're done using it. These are just bottles that I'm no longer using. He said, usually the gyms that I work out in don't have a bathroom because uh, they're uh, the iron paradise. They're just hot, sweaty, and dirty. Really? I would think uh, that by law, you would have to have a bathroom. I'm I'm trying to understand this story, Preston. If it's a a quote-unquote gym that you have, you know, that's a business. Uh, yeah. Wouldn't you think that... Yeah. Uh, do you know what I'm thinking this has to do with? License he, and inspection would require a, a bathroom? What? He travels with his own gym. Yeah. So he has like a, like a, a, a truck that is a, a so huge truck. That. So maybe that does not have a, ba- a bathroom facility. Here's because, an article. Yeah. It says Dwayne The Rock Johnson's insane home gym and traveling iron paradise. So that's probably it because I, um, okay. I, I've worked out in some real dumps, but every one of them had a bathroom. Right. Interesting. Okay. Wow, this is messed up, man. Uh, Adam Abdul-Jabbar, son of basketball legend Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, was sentenced to 180 days in jail on Wednesday for stabbing his Southern California neighbor with a hunting knife last year during an argument over trash cans. Uh, the victim, a guy named Raymond Windsor, who was 60 years old at the time of the incident, uh, suffered injuries to his head, back, neck, and side. Is today garbage day? Uh, prosecutor said that Abdul-Jabbar's actions were so severe that he fractured Windsor's skull Jeez. and that Windsor nearly died of blood loss after he collapsed outside the hospital. Uh, Abdul-Jabbar, who had faced a maximum sentence of nine years in prison, pleaded guilty to three counts of assault with a deadly weapon and a count of carrying a dirk or dagger with sentencing enhancements for inflicting great bodily injury. So let me say that again. He was facing nine years. He's only getting 180 days for this. When I saw that reduction, I was like... Yeah, right? Were strings pulled? I don't know. Does the name carry weight? Um, Because that seems like an absurd... You, you would hope that it wouldn't, uh, right? That, right, because to me, you ram a... They said that he pounded the blade into the guy's head. Jesus. If you do that, you're attempting to murder that person. Yep. Uh, he accepted the plea deal. Uh, sentencing was stayed until January 7th, so Abdul-Jabbar can apply for home confinement instead of incarceration. Probation officials will decide whether he will be permitted home confinement. Prosecutors objected to the plea offer and a sentencing brief... Uh, has been sealed. The district attorney's office said that it was furious with the sentence, claiming that the punishment did not fit the crime, yeah. and said that Windsor appeared uh, in court Tuesday to implore the judge to send Abdul-Jabbar to prison. So I don't know what's going to happen. Are they, with that. Uh, uh, you know, when I was reading this, I didn't ascertain whether or not they are still currently neighbors. Yeah, I don't know. Cause, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. How do you carry on? Yeah, yeah. Hi. Wow. 
Uh, Jeopardy, hey, look, I still have the hole. Jeopardy will introduce a new tournament in December that gives American professors a chance to compete for a huge prize. Oh. Uh, the series announced the inaugural 2021 Professors Tournament. Uh, on Thursday, the tournament will be styled similarly to the show's iconic Tournament of Champions, and the winner of the professor's rounds will be guaranteed a spot in the 2022 Champions competition. The the easiest ones are uh, usually the teen. celebrity matches or teen, yeah. and um, so I, I hope they up the ante on this. Uh, Fifteen college and university professors will compete for the $100,000 prize every weeknight from uh, December 6th to the 17th. Identities of the 15 competitors revealed on the Jeopardy website. Yeah, I would imagine they'll step it up quite a bit, Steve, in in the uh, difficulty level. They should have Professor X. Uh, that would be cool, yeah. right? <laughs> you know, they pick the the categories at random, and they, they so they don't know which categories are going to be assigned to which contestants when they come onto the game show. If you are a professor of like Russian history, yeah, and the category one night is you Russian kill history, it. right? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, you better hope you do, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so the, uh, the first matchup will feature, uh, people from, uh, Penn State, Vanderbilt, and Roanoke College. Ah. Uh, Mayim Bialik spoke of filming with the educators, saying it was an unbelievable thrill to see so many brilliant professors from all kinds of schools and backgrounds come together for Jeopardy. Uh, there was a sense of kinship and academic camaraderie among the group, along with a healthy dose of competitiveness. That energy made this inaugural professor's tournament incredibly special. So is this going to be part of the regular schedule or nighttime? Uh, the regular schedule. Uh, All right. I guess the, the, the prime time, yeah. So, uh, And this is, uh, they're saying it's going to be, it's the inaugural, so I assume they're going to try to make this a regular feature, yeah. you know, a yearly feature. Uh, let's see, speaking of uh, Big Bang Theory and so on, because my Bialik was on there. Uh, Simon Helberg will reprise his Bing Bang Theory role of Howard Wolowitz uh, for the November 18th episode of Young Sheldon. Oh, cool. Uh, e! News reports that Hel- Helberg will provide a voiceover for the episode as his character helps adult Sheldon reveal the origins of young Sheldon's relationship with engineering. Lizzie Kaplan will star in Paramount Plus's reboot of Fatal Attraction. Uh, as Glenn Close, I gotta believe so because she's she can she can do that she can do crazy. She, oh yeah, she was in. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm a little phlegmy today. Uh, she was in uh, Castle Rock. Yes, and she played a young uh, Annie from. Um, uh, oh man, uh, Annie Wilkes. Yeah, Annie Wilkes from. Goddamn misery. Misery. misery! Thank yeah. you. Uh, and she pulled off crazy really really well. Um. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. I mean, let's see how this goes. Uh, so the it's based on the 1987 movie starring Michael Douglas and Glenn Close. It's about a married man who's one night and stand switches from lover to stalker. So they won't uh, do role reversal in this? It won't be the man being the psycho? I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. I doubt it. I think if you're casting Lizzie Kaplan, she's, she's going to play a good right? psycho. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, and then one last story. Disney's live-action Pinocchio movie starring uh, Tom Hanks as Geppetto has finally gotten a release window. A- another Pinocchio movie? We've is had like there, four. Is there? Th- there was yeah. one that came out last year. There was the, the uh, Roberto Benigni did one not Which that long bomb. ago. Yeah, th- there's several of them in a row. We don't... No, I agree. We've, we've heard this They've story. They've as well so much. Yeah. Not with Tom Hanks, though. I know, but I mean, like, there's, there's another one with um, Tilda Swinton that's coming out, too. Yeah, I'm not big on the whole... Pinocchio story either. What but. is the um? Is there like an overarching sort of 
story. Moral to the story. Don't be a puppet. Okay. Uh, I don't okay, remember. Don't it's it's kind of like yeah, a, don't lie. Yeah, like yeah. Frankenstein, like an inanimate object that comes to life and finds a soul and uh, humanity from nothing. But there's also there, one of the main themes is yeah. is not lying because of the nose, right? Nose right. Stuff, it. So, yeah. right. Um, Hanks will be reuniting, reuniting with Academy Award-winning uh, director Robert Zemeckis. All right, well, there's skunk, okay. so there's potential here. Wait a second, is this uh, so? Is he voicing? Is this a Polar Express kind of thing? A, uh, a good an animated film? Uh, no, it's live action. Live action. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So uh, it's the live action telling of the 1940 animated classic. The movie will once again focus on the relationship between Woodcarver Geppetto. And his come-to-life puppet creation, Pinocchio, with uh, child star Benjamin Evan Ainsworth from the 2021 comedy adventure flick Flora and Ulysses voicing the titular character. I think they should make his sculpting and carving abilities substandard so that Pinocchio <laughs> looks Is absolutely a, ridiculous. Uh, and, and comes to life like that? That would be pretty <laughs> <laughs> See, this, uh, this Tilda Swinton one has the director's Guillermo del Toro. That comes out next year. So the hell? that one's coming out next year. And then the Tom Hanks one, I guess, coming out the year after that. Well, so this was originally slated for a theatrical release, but uh, the pandemic caused him to push it back, along with uh, Peter Pan and Cruella, uh, to a Disney Plus premiere date. And they're expected to air this between July and September of next year. Um, and there's going to be a star-studded cast in this particular one. So uh, you also have Oscar nominee and Grammy Award winner Cynthia Erivo, uh is reportedly playing the Blue Fairy. Huh. Uh, then you have Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who will be voicing Pinocchio's companion Jiminy Cricket. Keegan-Michael Key will serve as the voice of Honest John, who is a fox in mm-hmm. the, the um, uh, animated series or an animated film. Uh, Beauty and the Beast star Luke Evans is portraying another bad guy. Uh, he'll be the coachman. And Lorraine Bracco uh, from Sopranos fame will be playing a completely new character named Sophia the Seagull. So that's coming out next okay. year. Hey, real quick, before we get into the uh, normal things we do on Friday, um, how do you want to work this? Uh, the Marissa experience with Sly Stallone and uh, Burt Young last night. Do I, we get guess, audio? We have audio. It's, it's you not much. We, we, we can do it now, and I don't know if you want to you know, ask her about her experience. Well, well if, if there's a story behind it, then I'd like to wait. Yeah. Uh, Marissa, is there a story to talk about here? Well, I can brag to you that I got two minutes and nine seconds. Oh, oh wow. Not a minute that I was told. All right, okay. so maybe we do that in another. All right, in the next yeah, segment. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll cover Great. a little cool. bit of that. All right, so, all right, let's get to the movies opening this weekend. Let us begin with Red Notice, uh, a comedy action starring Dwayne Johnson, Ryan Reynolds, and Gal Gadot. Uh, It just says Gadot. Yeah. So, but it is Gal Gadot. Oh, yeah. it should be. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, in the world of international crime, an Interpol agent attempts to hunt down and capture the world's most wanted art thief. Hour and fifty-seven minutes long. Rated PG thirteen. Streaming on Netflix and Rotten Tomatoes gives it a forty percent. I remember seeing the trailer for this a while ago, and absolutely it did nothing for me. And yeah. I'm like, how are a movie right. with these three people? Yeah. Why does this trailer stink? Right. I think because the trailer. 
gets it done. You yeah. don't really need right. to see the movie after. You're like, okay, I, I know what's going to happen. But you know what? It's on Netflix. I don't have to leave my house. Yeah. Um, Leaving is bad. Well, yeah. you know what they, and they make a case. One uh, of the critics pointed this out. A lot of times what they'll do is they'll throw a lot of money into a movie that is a, a subscription getter. Doesn't matter if it's good or not. You know, it just, they, it, there needs to be a lot of flash to convince people to go, okay, I'll sign up for Netflix. Uh, also opening this week is Clifford the Big Red Dog, comedy adventure starring Darby Camp, Jack Whitehall, and Tony Hale. Uh, when middle schooler Emily Elizabeth meets a magical animal rescuer who gets her a red, a little red puppy, she never anticipated walking up to find a 10-foot hound in her new, in her small New York City apartment. Uh, while her single mom is away for business, Emily and her fun but impressive uncle, impulsive uncle, I should say, Casey, uh, set out on an adventure that will keep you on the edge of your seat as the heroes take a bite out of the Big Apple. Uh, it's an hour and 37 minutes long. It's PG. Wide release in theaters and streaming today. Rotten Tomato score is 48%. I always loved Clifford, the, uh, the dog series. Yes. Yep. Uh, and then finally, another uh, film opening is Passing. It is a drama. Stars Tessa Thompson, Ruth Nega, and Andre Holland. Uh, in 1920s New York City, a black woman finds her world upended when her life becomes intertwined with a former childhood friend who is passing as white. Uh, it is an hour and 30 minutes long, rated PG-13, streaming on Netflix today. Rotten Tomato score, 90%. So there's good. A, there's a good score for the weekend yeah. right there, friends. All right, and we got some clips to play. Friday's so magical. It is. Uh, iconic director and actor Kenneth Branagh captures a story inspired by his own childhood in Belfast. I want to see this. Here, Branagh talks about some of his favorite parts of going to the movie theater as a kid. I think it was that communal experience in big cinema houses in Belfast with my family uh, in packed houses where the whole ritual of, you know, having some sweets or popcorn or all that, that kind of thing that went with it and the massive, massive image. It just, for me, that was always a staggering thing how big that image was, how Colorful it was. We're gone <laughs> Belfast premieres in theaters today. Here's your next clip. When the FBI's top profiler and two rival criminals must team up for a thrilling heist. There's no telling what will happen in red notice. Mm-hmm. In this clip, Dwayne The Rock Johnson talks about how the many references made in the film help make the characters feel more human. Here we go. We wanted to make that kind of movie that was big, that was fun, um, that I also had a, had a nice sense of pop culture and references, I think. And I think when you are able to include pop culture references uh, in a movie at the right time, I think it just does something to the audience. It's like when you watch it, you know, it just makes you feel good. I don't, I don't, wanna, I don't think I want to see it. Red Notice is streaming today <laughs> on Netflix. Michael doesn't want to see it. That's what I have in uh, the entertainment report for you this morning. <laughs> All right, uh, Casey says, I need to give away uh, some tickets for the Flyers alumni game, which is on Monday, by the way. Very cool. And uh, let's take, uh, well, we'll take uh, callers 10 and 11, and we'll give you those tickets. 215-263-WMMR. Monday night is when it takes place, 7 p.m. at the Wells Fargo Center. It's going to be a showdown between Team Tockett and Team Holmgren. And uh, it includes flyers from every decade, by the way. It's so amazing. Your favorites are going to be there. Like Eric uh, Lindros. Call us 1011-215-263-WMMR. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm not going to do Don't it. Don't do it. We're going to take a break. Do we'll it. come back in a moment, and we'll tell you about the day. So stay with us or give us a call on the phone. <laughs> Introducing yet another way to get MMR's Preston and Steve show. The new daily live stream on YouTube. 
Next to being in the studio, it's the best way to see the show live. Just search Preston and Steve on YouTube to wake up and watch the fun and games live. No matter where your morning routine takes you, the kitchen, your clothes closet, or other places, yeah, there too. Enjoy watching the show. Don't forget to put the seat back down. The Preston and Steve YouTube live stream, sponsored by Newman University. Come discover the new you. And 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. We have these things uh, in the radio business called liners. Yeah. Okay. So there are these uh, sheets of information that uh, they give you something to mention that's uh, uh, station related. Uh, and during your shift, you're supposed to, you know, grab them and, and mention the information. It's stuff that, that listeners would like to hear about. And, um, you know, for example, it talks, you know, like, here's one about our, our YouTube live stream. If yes. You stream us on YouTube, you can do that. There's one that with the the camp out results from, mm-hmm. uh, and everything. There's one about uh, Pierre's 40 years, which is amazing, which is this month, by the way. But I didn't see this one. I don't, it's been sitting in here for a while. Uh, but one of our, our biggest camp out for hunger partners uh, that uh, that helps out with the heavy equipment that we use, United Rentals Equipment, uh, they're having an open house and used equipment sale. Whoa! I know, right? Steve. Yeah. Scissor lip. Scissor lip. And, uh, and, forklift and forklifts. With an extending arm. And uh, and cherry pickers and things like that. Oh, man, they'd be like, uh, yeah. So November 18th and 19th from 7 to 4 p.m. So they have an open house and used equipment sale. Hmm. Uh, they're in Sicklerville And there's one in Conchi, too. Well, that's right Kathy, around the corner. Kathy. Heavy equipment. Used heavy equipment. That's yeah. perfect. That's right up hey, your Kathy, alley. nice steamroller. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get there. <laughs> Uh, you can go to unitedrentals.com for more information. I don't know why I was so happy. I'm I like, make my own fruit roll-ups. Wouldn't you love to have a piece of heavy machine? Oh, my God. I, I told to you with. about Digger World. You yes. know, that, that, to me, that's, I love that whole concept. And then to get, if you've always wanted a piece of equipment, I would check into this. So they've got excavators. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. I've got a friend that lives on a farm, and um, her in-laws have, like, this enormous garage. It's the biggest garage you'd ever see in your life, and it's for, like, their giant tractors and yeah. all yeah. the equipment that they have. <laughs> I but I mean, tractors. it's like a regular garage. You know, the, the door lifts up, but it's so tall and huge, <laughs> and then these giant tractors come out of these giant doors. I was like, this is a different type of <laughs> yeah. garage. Oh, I've yeah, seen yeah, this yeah, before. Yeah. All right, so United Rental Equipment Sale on November 18th and 19th. Okay, so... Uh, last night, Marissa w- went to an event. Uh, was Which we ha- found out about, like, last second. Yeah, I was going to have an interview with Sylvester Stallone. And granted, it was only a five-minute interview, which is short. Um, it's really, it's a cool opportunity to meet with uh, with uh, Sylvester Stallone, one of our all-time favorites. Uh, absolutely. And if we're not going to get him in the, the studio, this is our only, you know, our only shot. And then I got a text from Marissa. And mm-hmm. what did that say? So the five minutes, which was with Sylvester Stallone and Burt Young. So I kind of prepared that I would talk to Sylvester Stallone and get little right, tidbits right. from Burt, too. Um, as I arrived, which happens in these things all the time, we kind of expect it. Um, I was getting two minutes with Burt and one minute with Sylvester. Oh, man. If she texts me, I'm like, that blows. Mm-hmm. Burt's they, great. They, they dangle yeah. five yeah. minutes yeah. at you. But yeah. we, we've had that. That is a classic shell game, and it's something that, fortunately, where we are in radio at this point, we don't have to acquiesce to all the time. There right. was 
There was one that was going to be that way with Bradley Cooper. I was supposed to go down for that, yeah. and I was only going to get five minutes. And, no. and I was going to have to fight Friday afternoon traffic mm-hmm. to get into the city. I'm like, I don't think I want to do that for five minutes. No. And then Marissa ends up taking it, and it turns out to be one minute. Right. So, Steve, you say this, you know, we just found out about this. Well, there was a reason for that. I didn't tell you about it, and I, I didn't tell anybody else about it, and I uh, brought it to Marissa's attention because... She lived in the city, right? So, yeah. like, I, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't want to, because I know that you love Sylvester Absolutely. Stallone, and I wouldn't want you to say yes to this <clears throat> because of the, the annoyance and the headache and and all that sort of stuff. I, so. it, it just pisses us off. Uh-huh. Nick and I did one with Bruce Willis years oh ago, and yeah. I mean, we knew same thing what we were getting, what we were in for. But he actually, and it was a round table, so there was other people. Round there. table's even better, but a red carpet, you know, you're going to get. They're going to be Look, looking at that watch. I mean, we were in there. Nick, don't you think we were in there for like 10 minutes with him? You do get a chance to meet with them, to chat with them for a little bit. It's not like an in-studio interview. Yeah. It, 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 this is It's a chance to meet that person and then to really promote their product. But what right. was great was that one other person at the table really pissed him off. Oh, yes. So he did not want to talk to her, and he yeah. kind of focused on me and Nick, and yep. so he kept coming to us, and we were like, all right, great. Yeah, I'm glad she was such a bitch. <laughs> all right, so you got a chance to talk to Burt Young? Uh, yes. Well, I also want to say I can't be mad about this because if you go to uh, his Instagram page, Sylvester Sloan's, he took um, he did a, a lunch yesterday with um, a bunch of veterans. Awesome. And he took out to lunch, and he was doing photos on the red carpet with list- with fans outside. Great. So, like, yeah. there's also other opportunities. <clears throat> which, if it cut my time, you know, it's all for good cause. Right. So it started with Burt Young. Okay. He came in. Burt Young. Is he a sweetheart? Is a sweetheart. Yes. But he's so old. Oh, okay. <laughs> so right. it's like seeing it's like seeing a, a, an elderly person in your life who you haven't seen in a long time. And it didn't help that I watched Rocky Four the night before. Okay. So I see that Polly, and then I see Burt Young walking <laughs> very slowly onto the red carpet, and he's very quiet. And and but he's so sweet, and yeah. it's Burt Young right in front of me. So you can just let it roll. All right, here we go. Hello, Burt. How are you? Well, good. Now, when did you find out that they were recutting this film? A couple of weeks ago. Really? He didn't tell you as it was happening? No. No, you just found out. He gave you a call and said, we got a new movie yeah. and it's got no robot in it. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, no. He's a, he's a cool boy. I know we're talking about Rocky Four, but of all the Rockies, which one is your favorite? One. One? Yeah, because it was the inventor. I like it. It caught on so fast and so strong. I was proud. I had done a lot of work already. I had done to to work with him for the first time. Well, my father, who's a Philly guy, born and bred, says thank you for changing the city for what you guys did. Thank him. Do people come up to you on the streets and talk to you like you are Polly? They come and punch me. <laughs> Wait, what did he say? He said they come and punch me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much, Bert. We appreciate everything. Thank Congratulations. You. Well handled, thank Marissa. You. Yeah, I was Marissa. just going to say You were very thing. sweet. It's, it, that, great that's, a, that's a, a bit of an uphill battle. Yeah. yeah, he's he's certainly there, but his delivery is, is slow. Right. Um, yeah, but he, you know, and, and we talked about this, Preston. It, it, the performance is oh. lovable, but he is also yeah. pretty reprehensible yeah. in Rocky yeah. One. Right. And then, and yep. then I would say he just gives a brilliant performance. And then in Rocky Balboa, oh, he's phenomenal. Oh my god, yeah. he's so good, he's excellent. Uh, Maurice, you uh, call time was five thirty. They said interview time was six thirty. Did were they close to that at all? So. Uh, Bert was supposed to come out at 6.40. Uh, this was about 6.50 by the time. Oh, that's not bad. And if you guys recall, I had an appearance last night at 7 o'clock. Oh, yeah. So I have to thank the folks over at Bourbon and Branch who were kind enough that uh, when I told them I had the opportunity yeah. to sit with Sylvester Stallone, I actually called
called Pizza Gut and Johnny, all those guys over there, they were like, hell yeah, all you right. show up Did you bring you Bert can. Young with you? So, <laughs> no, but I was like, I was showing little selfie. I was showing little selfie photos. I was like, look, it's me. Oh, that's cool. There's one behind me. All right, on, we've had the potatoes, now the meat. Well, I just want to do, so my dad, so I called my dad to ask him about, you know, of course I had to tell my dad I was talking to Paulie and Rocky, and he's like, listen, thank them for turning around the city, because it was 1976, and Philadelphia was not a great place at the time, and the movie really brought this beautiful light to the city, so I'm glad I was able to sneak that in and and talk to our young And he responded well. Sly? Sly walks out. And um, as by you can himself, imagine, or is he is he surrounded? He is. Well, he's by himself. Right. But there's plenty of security right, and right. handlers and everyone around. The photographers, uh, you know, go after him, and everybody's told one minute, and they're all kind of squeezing and trying to sneak in a few more questions before they're getting the taps on the uh, shoulders, yeah. and he's getting pulled and taps around. Um, so by the time he gets to me, I was about three quarters with the line. Um, they said, well, you're going to go together. You and the, I forget which other. Uh, <sighs> oh, jeez. Come it on, man. It's like, not for anything, and we never say this, but. Come on. We are the number one show in Philadelphia. I'm going to turn my award into a necklace. Yeah, like like Flava Flav. To events like these, like Flava Flav. So they know who they're dealing with. Look at this goddamn thing. Did you see his necklace? Do you know how much his weighs? How many people on the red card? 10 pounds. How many people were out there? There was probably like 10 or 12 outlets. I mean, uh, E.T. was there. So if anybody's watching E.T. and you see footage. (laughs) Turning around our home planet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Huh? Um, uh, What? Sorry. When you slammed your hand down on the... Uh, oh, you the, meant to the, hit the E.T. theme, well, uh, the Entertainment Tonight theme. E- e- this whole page just disappeared. Oh, okay. And then well, you maybe don't worry about it. it. No, no, Back so, to Stallone, please. <laughs> yeah. So it was great. And if there's anything you guys taught me over the years, it's to get these interviews and to do our best. So my one minute turned into two minutes and nine seconds. That's great. And I think it's pretty good. But I, it was with I, somebody else? Uh, this was just me. I, okay, this is right. me solely for two minutes and nine Ready? seconds, and then I respectfully backed away and let the guy take oh, the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get to ask him the question I sent you? No. Oh, oh, I know. I wish I could oh, press. It okay. was not. Do you want to hear what it is? What, what was it? Do, what was the question? Oh, it, there's... Uh, okay, so the... Uh, Steve, you know, one of the most touching moments in, in the first Rocky film is when uh, Mickey comes over to try oh, to become his manager. So good. And Rocky tells him to get out, essentially, and, and starts yelling all the stuff. But there's a tender moment when he goes out on the street. There's yeah. no dialogue. He walks up to Mick, uh, stops him, shakes his hand, and then they hug. And right as they hug, in the background, a train goes by. Yeah. It is, the timing mm. is perfect. I mean, like, the second they embrace, the right. train comes into the into the shot and goes by. And I wanted to know if they planned that or if it was just this miraculous accident that took place. I have a feeling they planned it. Yeah. Uh, probably could hear the train coming right, and, right, and, right. and worked it out. But I, I always wanted to know that because if it wasn't on purpose, it was just... Beautiful, yeah. Oh, so excellent. So, anyhow... So, we'll ask him again sometime. Yeah, there we go. Next time we get him on. Maybe when we have Frank Stallone, we can yeah. ask him. Yeah, ask I don't want to ask Frank Stallone. <laughs> um, so when I was watching Rocky IV, I was doing a little research. I found out that there is a documentary on YouTube uh, that Sylvester Stallone's friend did where he was filming him doing this edit of Rocky IV. So I watched that. 
And that's where we start with this okay. question. Okay, here we go. So I watched the uh, documentary on YouTube where you talked about oh, yeah. the making of it and everything. Thank you. And I thought it was really interesting. You talked about how it was made for the MTV generation. Yes. So what's different now? The montages, the soundtracks? It's, what are we going to Well, think? a lot of the soundtrack was really good, but mm-hmm. then a lot of it was based on trendy songs at that time. So I just keep one, which is you know, easy way out, which is fantastic. Uh, but more of that, the editing was quick. When MTV came on, usually cuts would be 8 seconds, 10 seconds, 12 seconds, they got down to two and a half seconds. So literally I thought, you know, why don't I do the film that kind of mirrors what's happening in filmmaking, especially in TV. So now that's kind of passe and it's looked at as right. cheesy. Yep. So I went back and got rid of the robot and got rid of some of the silliness and the music and it's amazing when you go back with a, a whole different set of eyes and having lived an entire life and in, in between. That's interesting. I love the robot so I'm kind of ah, sad. I gotta say. It's for sale somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well I just have to ask. So to so many people Rocky is an icon of Philadelphia. Thank to you, you what's the Philadelphia icon? Ever since I was 10 years old, I've always been fascinated with the steps. Okay. I, it's the truth. I used the line in Creed because I felt like you could see the whole world from up there. Yeah. Which basically you're seeing your own future. It's yeah. like, look, this is what I have to survive and surpass to make a life. Like, it, the symbolism on those steps, you look down the freeway there, it's like unbelievable. It's like, it's almost a pathway to your life. So that has always been an incredibly monumental image in my eyes. Plus, it's so uh, filled with challenges and symbolism. So people come. They're not running the Rocky steps. They're running, like, the steps of their life. Like, this is, if he can do it, I can do it. This is something. It's all positive reinforcement. But who knew? I mean, <laughs> well, I, I live in that skyline, and it's crazy how it's changed over the past 30, yes, 40, yes, 50 yes. years now. I remember. I, I lived there when there was one building. One. <laughs> and now, you're right. It's all blocked off. Well, thank you very much. Oh, Bill, my pleasure. You. Thank one you. Question here. Marissa! Nice you job. did a great well job, done. Marissa. I just realized something, Steve. Uh, when he was talking about this uh, in Rocky Balboa, which is our second favorite Rocky yeah, yeah. movie, both Steve and I agree on this. Um, <laughs> little Marie, who he hooks up with, his her son. Yeah, his name is Steps. Ah, uh, that's right, Stevenson. Yeah, and they call him Steps. Huh. And R- Stallone Stop had to it. have done that on purpose. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. That's sure. so cool. Wow. I didn't realize that until I, just now. I will tell you something. We had a little mini conversation yesterday about um, the movie Rambo and then Rambo Last Blood. And Casey, we were talking about the difference between the two. Stallone didn't write, or may have contributed, but didn't write the screenplay to Last Blood, and didn't direct. And I think I think he is such a good director and yeah. such a good editor. And uh, you know uh, that I think that's the difference. And you know, look at the stuff that he's done. He, he wrote and directed. I wrote and directed Rocky Balboa. You know, yeah. wrote Rocky. Somebody texted in about your uh, interview, uh, Marissa, and said, unbelievable. <laughs> he did say unbelievable. Yeah. Was there, unbelievable. Um, did you get video? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so I'll post that up on our social media accounts, That's YouTube, cool. all that I good stuff. You. <laughs> <laughs> You're so tight. You're like a little dog. Pick you up. You don't have to do anything. You just let me kiss you. He backs you into the corner. Like, uh, you know what, uh, stature-wise, because Stallone is not as big as you think he is height-wise, um, how was it standing next to him, Marissa? Um, I 
that like standing next to Nick? Because okay. he looks gigantic yes. Yes. Uh, on the screen, no question. And he is a well-built man for he's sure. He's in great shape still. But as far as his, his height goes, yeah. uh, I've seen him you know, with other people and gone, okay, he's not quite as big as what anything. What is he, 5'10"? Five, 5'10"? Well, how about totally not sure. Five, uh, eight and a half. Okay. Um, because when you see him <laughs> and Hulk Hogan, yeah. Thunderlips, yeah. you're like, my God, he's gigantic. And if you see where there, where there, there's, a, there's a production still from that where there, where actually they even had uh, they had uh, Hulk Hogan stand on Up a box. On something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. I think it's really cool, Marissa, to hear your voice interviewing Stallone. I mean, yeah. like that, just yeah. the juxtaposition you got. You were standing right next to him last night. It's a legend, and and in this city for you. And, and so, um, did you watch the recut edition of Rocky Four? Did you stay for that? So, unfortunately, I was not. Able oh, yeah, the gig. Yeah, yeah. But I have to compliment hey, you them. <laughs> you want to sit next to me? Sometime in the movie, I think I'm gonna kiss you. Oh God! <laughs> I'll buy you jujubes and snow caps. Oh Ooh. my God! Wow. Have them in your mouth when I kiss you. Oh my, that's <laughs> gross. It can be like ABC gum. You can call me Little Murray. What's, ABC what's ABC gum? Already been chewed. Oh, <laughs> you never heard of ABC? I just haven't. <laughs> if I did, I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, that's again. I I I, I don't want to keep beating this horse here, but for Christ's sake, that is one of our. Must get interviews. Yeah, we can zoom it for, for crying out loud if we need to. But I mean, the adoration when we had Carl Weathers in here. Oh man, how tremendous was that? That was so cool. Yeah. He was the nicest guy too. Well, and you know Stallone's awesome. Yeah, yeah. and he was kind. Yes, like, I, I thought he might be a little uh, hesitant to answer questions, but he was open and he's self-deprecating. Uh, you yeah. see him, it was, and that, that's the deal. And the fact that he still loves this this city, and 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 you know, it, it means so much to him. It's not lost on us. Yeah, yeah. he was happy to talk about Philadelphia. You right. know, he wasn't tired of it. Well, I want to continue talking about Philadelphia and take you guys down the city beat for. Oh, a <laughs> well, can Sandra I leave? City beat. I think I want to kiss you, Bruce. Marissa <laughs> wants a solo for a little while longer. <laughs> I only have to say that uh, uh, the Rocky Ford uh, recut is available now on demand and oh. digitally. I, I, it's thing. supposed to be, yeah, no, it's supposed to be very yeah. good. And again, as he said, the tweaks yeah. that he made. Yeah. Well, and you guys will really like the documentary where it shows, like, his cuts and how he, like, points out the misses and right, stuff yeah, yeah. that he did in the middle. It, just go watch it. All right. Okay. Love All right. It. Very Thanks, cool. Thanks, guys. Thanks for letting right. me Nice job, Marissa. Well done. Burt Young and Sylvester Sloan interviewed by Marissa. Very Maynard. cool. And she did a great job. Uh, so, it's a couple uh, Philly-based stories uh, to run by you. Now, we're going to start with one that's a little bit out of town, but uh, Valley Forge Casino. That's close enough. Uh, has vowed to step up enforcement efforts against uh, parents and guardians who leave children unattended <gasps> while oh, they wow. gamble. This I, I is can't a, believe this is still it's a, a thing. problem with, with casinos. In fact, for a while. We, we yeah. thought about it, but we didn't follow through. We were going to do a, a contest, the, 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 the contest, and, and um, find the baby in a car at a casino. Okay. And I and I bought that real looking baby, baby doll, doll uh, but we thought maybe that is well, that would cause panic. It would yeah. cause a panic. Yeah, we may not yeah. want to well, do there, that. I mean, there when Parks Casino was built, there were a ton of stories yeah, yeah. about kids being left in the car with like they got they, they got they, a handle on it. Yeah, and so the the deal is is uh, Valley Forge has had an uptick in it lately. So. Uh, they are in doing uh, an installation of a first-of-its-kind infrared camera uh, array to detect uh, minors in parked vehicles. So yeah, so if you so if they're not uh, immediately uh, visible above the window line, they will have it. Now, um, I wonder what else you could pick up with that thermal camera if. if um 
you know, people get it, it on. Is it thermal? They oh, said totally. it's infrared. It's I infrared? I, I, right. I don't know. So. I mean, Steve, if they can pick up a baby in a child seat, I'm sure they can pick that up. Yeah. Yeah. How many entrance they, they can pick up what you do when you move the child seat. How many entrance points are there in a in that parking lot? Oh, there's, I'd say... Oh, uh, at, at Valley Forge? Six? Yeah. Uh, no. Well, I mean, as far as getting coming off the street... Uh, coming into uh, the casino. I think there's only two. Oh, all yeah. right. Yeah. That's what I'm want, like, wondering, you know, like some of these... Che- like a, a gate or something? When they drive through... Yeah. In, uh, and, and just keep an eye on that vehicle when they, a kid. Yeah, they drive through, you know, yeah, no guy at the gates, like, yep, yeah, uh, you know, uh, Red Camry, uh, two children. You know? Well, I don't know how um, Parks got a hold of it or, you know, how they got a handle on all of it. But I know that they do, at least, um, you know, the times that I've been there, I've seen security drive all the time. through the parking lot You're all right. the time. I don't know if I've ever seen it at Valley Forge. Uh, well, they uh, officials from the casino and his parent company, Boyd Gaming of Las Vegas, said that they would spend $776,000 on mitigation efforts, including upgrading signage in parking lots, food court, and hotel rooms. To remind patrons, it is illegal to leave children unattended. You're good. That adults face criminal prosecution and lifetime banishment from all Pennsylvania casinos at cost. Now, I guess they could maybe be walking through, like, the hotel area and then have their kid go, you know. Uh, it's true. Stay off somewhere else and that you aren't allowed to Why do Why not open up a kinder care inside the casino? <laughs> could you imagine? Right? Daycare for yeah. gamblers. Little, little, little kids there. Um, hit me. Uh, Valley Forge has... <laughs> Valley Verge reported 22 incidents related to unattended minors during the first nine months of this year compared to 15 during the previous three years. So as Kathy was pointing out, the casinos occasionally will have upticks and they have to attend, tend to this. I remember the one that was that would had, I remember getting the most stories in the news was Sugar House. Mm. Uh, when they first opened up, for some reason, I feel they, like it was all of them right yeah. after they right opened. Right after they opened up. Yeah. yeah. And, then, yeah. and then, they, then they figure out how to mitigate it. Yeah. All right, so keep that in mind. They're gonna they're gonna crack down on that. Don't leave your baby. In Don't there. leave your kids. <laughs> Bring them into the casino kinder care when you're throwing yeah. dice. Okay. Yes, that's right. Um, all right. So uh, this I got from Philly Mag Victor Fiorello. Uh, he's reporting on after a short members only presale tickets to the Harry Potter exhibit uh, went on sale to the general public last Wednesday, and as uh, as of Tuesday morning, the total number of tickets sold stood around thirty nine thousand. Oh my god, Preston! <laughs> and so for some, uh, yeah, uh, so. And I said it in the in the, oh, the, the spot we did. I was besieged <laughs> oh, by yeah. requests from family all over the place yeah. about getting tickets. It's going to be the biggest one they've ever had. Yeah, and, so, and it's the the world premiere is here in Philly. Yes, yes it, it is. So yeah. the the advanced sales for Harry Potter the exhibition have already exceeded the advanced sales for every other exhibit in the Franklin Institute's history, except for uh, 2007 King Tut and Marvel Universe of Superheroes. But this exhibit doesn't even open until February 18th, so this could very well smash all of the records because they just went on sale, uh, and there's three months of advanced sales uh, to go, and the exhibit is set to close September of next year. So it opens in February. It'll be open till September. Uh, tickets are timed, and daytime and evening options are available. Daytime tickets cost 39 bucks for children. Uh, ages three to eleven, and forty three dollars for anybody twelve and up. And then there's there's like VIP tickets. Yes, there's all sorts packages. of stuff as as they did with Marvel and everything like that. Uh, again, this this lends itself to it so yeah. easily. And I will bring it up again: the Wizarding World at Universal. 
Oh my God! I would live there if I could. I know. Yeah. Yep. I can't. And so d- this, what, Fra- what the Franklin Institute is going to do, like they did with so many other, they're going to blow it out of the park. I've not been to Wizarding World. You guys have raved about it. I, I would love to get there at some point. Um, but I can't wait for this. I'm gonna. I'm actually going to go with uh, Steph, who won the uh, Harry Potter contest that we had, the trivia contest uh, for a couple of months ago, and and she's going to bring her husband or boyfriend. I'm going to take my girlfriend. Nice. But it's. Um, I'm really excited for it. And the way that they do these things at the Franklin Institute, it's so cool. It's it's a perfect building to have something like this. So according to the organizers, the exhibit will use uh, best in-class immersive design and technology to bring to life some of the most iconic moments in the movies and will showcase the actual technology and artistry that mm-hmm. went into creating the films. And you also get to see actual costumes and props that appeared in the movies. I and love then, that. Like Nick was saying, after Philly, so this is its first, this is its premiere, and then Harry Potter, the exhibition is scheduled to embark on a global voyage with oh. stops in Latin America, Asia, uh, the Middle East and Africa. So it's headed everywhere, but we get it first. But And stop and think about what you just said. What you're going to see is basically the director's cut. The the yeah. everything, mm-hmm. and they'll pare it down at other locations, but you're going to see everything here in Philadelphia. Yep. All right, uh, another City Beat story. Let's uh, take a stroll. Again, this is more in the burbs, as Marissa would say, but... Uh, Sports and horse race betting is coming to the menu at Chickies and Pete's in Malvern. Oh, Wait, what? Isn't that wild? I didn't yeah. even know there was a Chickies and Pete's. It's not open yet. It's not open yet. So PA approves adding a sports betting and off-track betting room to a new restaurant opening next month in Chester County. Philadelphia rejected a similar plan earlier this year. Uh, Parks Casino plans to reopen a shuttered sports and off-track betting operation next month. At a new Chickies and Pete's outlet near Malvern, marrying a sports book with a popular local sports bar chain. Does it have the uh, the address where that where it's going to be? In it's, a, it's essentially it's at two hundred two and twenty nine, like right. Oh, there. okay, right off the yeah, perfect. Yeah, the it's it's called the Grove Shopping Center. There's a yeah, there's on Liberty a, Boulevard. There's a whole bunch of like there's a Wegman's in there. It's right oh. off the two hundred two. Yeah, yeah it's oh, near the, the Great Valley Corporate Center. Yeah, Chester yeah. County Trails right there. Yeah, yeah. So let me can, let, let me ask you something. Excuse my ignorance on this. Are there are there OTBs still around or off track? Well, there used to be those those turf clubs. Yes, yeah. and the one in Oaks. In this story, it says had to shut down because of uh, coronavirus. <laughs> I went on a date. We were talking about American Pie earlier. I went and saw American Pie at the movie theater there, and then took the girl to that uh, off track betting place. Oh my god! It was. It, Maybe the worst date ever, uh, mostly because of me. You want to go see some desperate men? <laughs> Holy crap, Steve. Well, I thought, here's a place to go grab a drink after the movie yeah. Yeah. and walk in, and it's uh, it's like a, a cloud of smoke hits you in the yeah. face as you walk in. And, um, hey, I like yeah. you. The, the woman you were dating. You got a nice turd cutter on it. Yeah. Man, that was, what, I, what year was that, 98, 99? Yeah, yeah. That, was the, uh, that was the one and only date with that. Yeah, <laughs> my, my older brother, my dad, used to, um, in like the, I guess, fall, winter, time they would meet for like a beer at, yeah. and and they would go to their social of, thing a couple of different turf clubs but it was like and i was a little jealous because i wasn't 21 yet are they still and, around are, i mean so they, are, are they or, or has apps and things of that nature um yeah. well uh, you can all right so has that eliminated the need for that if you were to go to parks or if you were to go to harris in chester they where they do have horse racing right, there right you can do off-track betting there, there. okay yeah. all right 
All right, some people are texting and saying that it's right across from the Desmond. Oh, cool. Oh, what is? The, the uh, chickies the that we're talking about. And yeah. Oh, you can, you can yeah, go so bet that... and then go over some from, from bread pudding. Well, that's the other side of, of 202. <laughs> so um, okay. the opposite side of where I thought it was. So it's Sweetsford Road and okay, 202, yeah. So the Parks Race and Sportsbook at Malvern will be the first licensed gaming outlet in Chester County. Parks that operated the off-track betting outlet in Valley Forge, which was renamed the Oaks Race and Sportsbook when the sports betting was legalized. Uh, Park shut that down, like I said, in 2020 amid the uh, coronavirus restrictions. The newly licensed Malvern operation is simpler to one that uh, Parks is seeking to open at Chickies and Pete's in South Philly. Interesting. Which was rejected for a special exemption by the Philadelphia Zoning Board of Adjustment in June after residents objected. Oh. Uh, And, in fact, there were people protesting this one in Malvern uh, uh, a few days ago. Hmm. Uh, Let me, so, okay, again, uh, play two. The uh, the video game, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't been. Does, does that still exist? I haven't been to Chickies in South Philly okay. in a long in a while. time, so I don't know. Well, I just got a, a text message from Chuck, uh, who was uh, you know maybe he was actually mentioning that Steve because he had said that the, there's off track betting and still open down by the stadiums, and there was talk to close it and try and relocate it to Chickies as well. So that's maybe it. that's what they were going to do. All right. with play too. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Just sort of speculating there. All right. Anyhow. All right. Well, that's um. You know, that's all we have time for in the city beat. Really so good oh, thank you, Sly. I want to kiss you. It's a good thing you're in town, because uh, I will kiss you indeed if you come by for an interview. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah. I'll we'll do so much more. Yeah. Yeah. We'll make our heinies <laughs> available. We'll so much more. <laughs> all right. Uh, let us take a break and uh, come back in a moment. When we do, the Bizarre File is coming up next, so make sure that you stay with us, my friend. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I hope you had, like, the last two days a chance to get out and enjoy the fall colors um, because the weather was just spectacular. It was amazing. Uh, it's going to be changing. It's going to yeah. be getting a little bit colder. We're going to be losing the tr- trees, but hopefully you got a chance to get out and take a walk or something like that. Listen, you know, like, I, I love the, 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 the rolling seasons. I love now moving into, it, it's okay if it gets a bit colder, uh, I'm in hyper Christmas mode and Thanksgiving mode, so I'm going to try to sop up every bit of it. So this is this is fine. I, I'm, not, I'm not down with the snow this year, though. No, uh, yeah. well, they're saying a light winter. Yeah, yeah. well, they right? said I read that it a before. number of times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm glad you said that, Preston, because I I'm disappointed in the weather this week, and I wanted to do two things. A, I needed to mow my lawn because it's been weeks and weeks, and I need to mow it and get tomorrow it. morning. Uh, it's going to be clear for a little bit. All right, I might have to wait until Sunday to do it, but also. Uh, I wanted to try some trail running. I don't really know where to go. Uh, I was thinking about maybe headed out to uh, Valley Forge. Uh, the Wissahickon Trail is really awesome. I do it all the time. All right, where is that? 
So if you go old, old Bell's Mill Road, there's there's actually two two uh, par- uh, parking lots where you can go and and go and go and go and go. That's good for run- running. <laughs> right? Yeah, there's, there's there's a trail side and then there's like a gravel path oh, side. Right, right, right. What right. about the okay. hills though? Because I'm not like not, I thought about not, Valley Forge, but not insurmountable. Okay. That, that is my trail running course. Oh, I yeah. forgot about the other side, Steve. Yeah. you're right. So you you can actually run on right. that. Right, actually, on... I used to run on that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just question you. You know why? Because that's Jace, absurd. Oh wait, I did it. Jace just went with a friend to Devil's Pool. They kind of hiked, oh, hiked great. that way, and yeah. so I was thinking of that. That's where and, everybody swims, and right? And that's where, like, you have to climb up and stuff like that. So I'm like, you can't run there, but no. the other side you absolutely can. Huh. Uh, yeah, Case, I, I think people jump off of there. I've gone there. I I, I would never jump because they, it doesn't they, look so safe. No, they, in fact, they, they stopped uh, people from doing it. I think they're doing some, some cleanup there. It, it's a really cool spot and it's weird to get to that particular place. You're actually, for a little bit of the trail, going through People's backyards oh. because the trail kind of weaves in behind houses. Um, we, we pulled up a picture of Devil's Pool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Monahan cool. has gone it's there. Really I know I've that I've seen, seen either photos or videos from okay. Greg Monahan doing that because he lives oh, in that area. Right? I've been there at the, at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, I, me and nine thousand other people had the idea of hiking <laughs> Going there. To Devil's Pool. Yeah, and, yeah. And we went, and um, yeah, I mean, people were. I didn't see anybody jumping off of it because it was kind of chilly when I went. But um, apparently they do. But if they've put a stop to it, I think that's a good idea because, it, like I said, didn't look so safe. You can pick it up off Allen's Lane case, the trail that leads down to that. Which, by the way, has opened up that bridge that they had shut down for a while. Okay. It's opened up again. All right. All right. Well, get out and enjoy because these. You know, as I was driving around looking at these colors, I'm like. It's too short of a period that we get to see these these beautiful colors. Yeah. It's only like a month, maybe, uh, and then they go away. So enjoy while you can. All right, B-File, let's do this. Now, <laughs> WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Brought to you this morning by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. You can download the DraftKings app and use the code ROCK to get in on the action. Uh, this is a pretty lengthy story, but... Definitely worthy of the bizarre file. A doctor has been charged with three crimes after he allegedly faked hypothermia to try and summon a helicopter to collect him while he climbed Denali, the mountain. Yeah. According to a criminal complaint filed in Fairbanks, Alaska, federal court, Dr. Jason Lance, a Ogden, Utah-based radiologist, is now facing the charges following May 24th incident that occurred over 17,000 feet up Denali. The Alaskan Peak is the United States' tallest mountain, with its summit reaching 20,320 feet. Lance is said to have tried to hail a chopper while descending from the mountain after giving up on his attempt to reach its peak and complaining that he lacked the correct equipment to descend. He was accompanied by, at the, the time, <laughs> at the time by two friends, Adam Rowski, named in court documents as AR, and another unnamed climber. After being told by park rangers that the helicopter cannot safely descend, he wrote back saying, can't descend safely. Patients in shock, early hypothermia, can't you land east of pass? Mm-hmm. On descending uh, to a safe altitude, Lance, who denies the charges against him and the two climbers he was with, were met by park rangers. The two climbers that he was with told rangers that neither of them had suffered from any form of medical shock or hypothermia at any point during their ascent or descent, contrary to Dr. Lance's claims. Both climbers reported that they had spent hours attempting to convince Dr. Lance to rope up and descend with them from from uh, eighteen thousand two hundred feet to seventeen thousand two hundred feet high camp. After the trio watched AR fall, the climbers reported that Dr. Lance insisted that the three stay put. Told the climbers that the NPS was going to rescue them and that the NPS was obligated to do so because quote we've paid our fee. 
Lance is then said to have hidden himself in a tent and ignored a ranger's orders to not to delete messages from a Garmin satellite phone. A subsequent spin of the device is said to have revealed the message from Lance, saying that the real reason he'd summon the chopper is he lacked the equipment to get back down the mountain. <sighs> uh, because medical shock is a serious and potentially fatal condition, uh, the Denali NPS launched a helicopter with rescue supplies to reach the three climbers, but n- did not at that point inform Dr. Lance it had done so. The filing continues saying shortly after the launch, the helicopter turned around because guides at 17,200-foot camp reported that the three climbers were descending from Denali Pass under their own power. The three men made it safely to the bottom. We got it. And were intercepted shortly afterwards. Lance was charged with uh, resisting and intentionally interfering with a government employee and agent uh, engaging uh, agent engaging in official duty or an account of the performance of an official duty. And the, the list of charges goes on for a while. Well, essentially, he, he put a, a rescue crew at risk, Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Anytime they go out to save someone, yeah. it's going to be risky for all parties. So, yeah, he's facing some charges. Uh, this woman was pretty bold. A 70-year-old Minneapolis woman allegedly threatened a state trooper with a fake gun made of duct tape and tinfoil before climbing onto a bridge over an interstate with a bottle of tequila in tow. Uh, the police say that the state trooper started following Jean Hansen's vehicle Sunday after she was spotted driving erratically. Hanson stopped in a closed traffic Hi, lane, <laughs> exited her vehicle and approached the trooper's squad car. She allegedly told the trooper, hey officer, I'm trying to find my way out of here. Uh, the officer knew there was an active warrant for Hanson's arrest and asked her to sit in the squad car. She refused and tried to get back into her own vehicle and the trooper tried to pull her out of her car and that's when she grabbed something that looked like a gun and pointed it at the trooper who retreated to his car. Hanson then sped away in her vehicle. Her car was later found nearby and Hanson was found hanging on the fence of the Pascal Street Bridge over Interstate 94, drinking from a bottle of tequila and grabbing the silver gun-shaped object in her waistband. You guys better be careful. I got a gerb. Authorities eventually... Got her off the bridge. Hanson allegedly showed signs of impairment oh. and admitted to taking at least six diazepam pills. Jesus, this for is which a... she had a prescription. We're looking at a pathetic picture oh of her God. before this, drinking. That's slow. Yeah, uh, Hanson was committed as a mentally ill person earlier this year following oh. an assault charge. Uh, for this incident, she was charged with uh, threats of violence, fleeing a peace officer, and two counts of DWI. All right, this is, uh, I can't believe this exists, but uh, the county school board in Spotsylvania County, Virginia. Spotsylvania. Is divided, not over whether to remove books that they've defined as sexually explicit from the district's school libraries, uh, but the division was between those members who wanted to remove the books and those members who wanted to burn the books. Uh-huh. Uh, the burn group was made up of Representative uh, Rabia Abu's mail and Representative Kirk Twig and Abu's mail said, I think we should throw those books in a fire. And Twig seemed both more methodical and extreme, saying he wanted to see the books before we burn them so we can identify within our community that we are eradicating this bad stuff. Didn't they John literally wanted to have a book burning? Didn't John Lithgow then come in and stop them, Preston, just in time? Maybe he did. Did I they give the titles of the books they were looking to burn? Uh, so, yeah, uh, concerns seem to focus specifically on a young adult fiction book called 33 Snowfish by Adam Rapp. Uh, which is about runaways and his LGBTQ theme and, and has LGBTQ themes. Uh, to Abba's mail, the fact that the district schools have Raps book on its shelves means that the schools, quote, would rather have our kids reading gay pornography than about Christ. Uh, so for now, they're only removing the books rather than burning them, and they're going to start removing the, quote, sexually explicit books this week and then get a report next week. One of the wildest things, and this will resonate with you, Nick, because I know your mom's a big fan of it. 
<laughs> they were one school was looking to burn Fahrenheit 451. Oh, I saw. really? I'm like, yeah. did you read the book? <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, go to the dictionary. Did you read the irony. book? Look up irony. Yeah. Oh. Do a book report on both of the, the word irony yeah. and Fahrenheit 451 and get back to me. Oh, my God. All right, one last story. Uh, and I didn't see a picture of this, but I love the, the description. I would love to see a photo of this. Uh, it seems like Jenga on a larger scale. On Monday, police in Ramsgate, U.K., Pulled over a driver pulling a trailer filled with 26 pallets stacked over 20 feet high. Oh, my God. That's how tall this stack of pallets was. Uh, there were 50 pallets in total on the open top of the trailer. Were they using turnbuckles or anything? Or? They were secured by three loose straps, <laughs> and they would sway from side to side when the vehicle was in motion. Have you ever been behind a, like a truck? They like you, You're thinking, this. oh, that's coming out. Uh, police ha- gave the driver a ticket. I mean, I mean that's a 20, foot 20 feet high load that you're dragging around. Yeah. Uh, they made sure that the load was properly secured, and the police escorted the driver to his destination that was only two minutes away. I, I uh, bought a fence panel over the summer, Steve, and I had to drive it from the, the Lowe's to yeah. uh, in, in Wildwood. And I had to, they didn't have straps, so I had to buy straps and then strap it down. And then I'd, at a certain point, not even a quarter mile away from Lowe's, I had to pull into a parking lot because it was I, I, it was not secured. I'm no. an idiot. Yeah. All right. So, and uh, I pulled in. Just so happens there was Dairy Queen, so I got uh, got an ice cream <laughs> as, as well. But I had to strap this down. And then it's like 45 miles per hour on this on this road. I was going like 15. I know the cars behind me were just cursing. Oh, my but, God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, it wasn't 20 feet of pallets, but still. This is insane. All right. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you right now. All right. Let's take a break. Come back in a moment. I know we have to do a contest at some point. That's going to pop up for yeah. sure. But in the meantime, give me some beer to give away. Oh, ah, yeah. Give away a case of beer. Uh, we do have uh, from our friends at Trogues their perpetual IPA. And we'll take call number 18 and set you up with the 215-263-WMMR. It's bold and citrusy and the best-selling IPA in Pennsylvania. You can join it at Finn McCool's Ale House at 118 South 12th Street in Philadelphia. So call our 18 we'll set you up. Be back in a moment. Stay put. You know, we couldn't do the Camp Out for Hunger without all our sponsors. They make it happen. We couldn't do it without them. 93.3 WMMR. Highlighting our valued partners, the local businesses who donate products and services that help make Camp Out for Hunger happen. Hi, this is John Merrick, president of Short Power. We are so happy to be a part of the Camp Out for Hunger. For three years, we have donated a critical backup power system for the on-air equipment so that the broadcast would not be interrupted by a sudden loss of utility power. At Shore Power, we provide critical backup power solutions and services across the Mid-Atlantic region for data centers, hospitals, refineries, banks, and more. You can reach us at 800-455-0054. Shore Power, when on is the only option. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. Find out how you can make a difference at WMMR.com. This message brought to you by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. Friday, and who's hungry? Because oh, it's time to find out what's up with the connoisseur. It's time for the connoisseur because we always think about food at the end of the week. <laughs> um, by the way, uh, 
watching back from uh, Camp Out for Hunger, the video of uh, when the band Froggy was on with us. Uh, yeah. Uh, the first line they opened with, because I couldn't hear what they were singing when we were on stage, is, I want to be the connoisseur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That Daily Rush is so good, and the oh. coverage of their performances uh, so great. Do we have a clip of that song? I believe, yeah, Marissa. Oh, okay. Because I know they were going to record it for yes, us, yeah. and, and that way we'd kind of be able to hear. But if Marissa isolated that, oh, then th- I want to hear this. And th- this. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, Right now, much more clearly than I did a week ago. It was, it was difficult to hear from be, being behind them, you know? Oh, well, I, I want to play that every Friday now. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, especially if we get a, uh, a professionally recorded version of it. But, and they're, uh, they're, they're, they're going into recording uh, like a couple weeks, they said. I love those. They're a blast. By the way, my daughter, uh, my daughter, uh, 15 years old, yeah. is she just uh, saw the video yesterday. It ended up on her feed somehow, and she is just in love with the band. Uh, so, oh, was like, so was Caroline. Oh, really? Yeah. She's like, they're really good. And then she was like, well, how old are they? I go, well, the two are in high school. And she's like, they are? I'm like, yeah, yes. Because yeah. she's in high school. And I'm yeah. like, yeah. Like, you don't have to be like a full-blown adult to, you know, be in a band or to create things. You know what I mean? I, I, I yeah. love that we got connected to them. And I love that, uh, you know, the performance. The video is, 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 is covering the performance is great. It was directed and they're doing different takes and it looks phenomenal. And now I want to get a Froggy t-shirt too. Yes. But I'm not going to I'm not gonna uh, get a free one like uh, Nikki Six. I want to yeah. make sure they get some money out of it. Yeah. So Absolutely. After they played at the camp out, I got a text from my friend. was like, I need a t-shirt. Uh, <laughs> help me out again. So, um, I, so I asked the girls and they said, uh, if you do want merchandise, you can go to their Instagram page okay, and right. you just follow that link in their bio and that's where their merchandise right. is. Yeah, I'm uh, getting a froggy shirt. I agree. I'm going to buy one as well. All right, so back to the connoisseur. Thank you, ladies, for setting us up there. Um, Mariah Carey, Woo! punk rocker. Uh, no, she's giving the gift of McDonald's this Christmas. Uh, Carey, a longtime Mickey D's fan, teamed up with the fast food giant to develop the Mariah menu which features some of her favorite McDonald's items. Does this dovetail with the release of the new Christmas song? Kind of, sort of. So it will run for 12 days starting December 13th. Each day, a different featured item on the menu will be free along with any $1 purchase on the McDonald's app. Hamana, hamana. Mariah said, some of my favorite memories of my kids are our family trips to McDonald's. And, of course, each of us has our go-to order. And she loves, she says, this mine is the cheeseburger, and I get it with extra pickles. I have just become an even bigger Mariah Carey fan. Because yeah. that's, that's you, right? Yep. Yeah. Just a plain old one burger cheeseburger, huh? Yeah. I will okay. do. The, I like the double cheeseburgers, but yeah. I like the regular single cheeseburger, yeah. too. 
Uh, but extra pickles is the way to go. Uh, she said, bring together some of our favorite food from McDonald's with my all-time favorite season is a holiday wish come true. <laughs> and McDonald's also noted in a statement that Mariah's menu items will come in festive packaging inspired by Mariah's love for the holidays. It's, and it's not new to have celebrity endorsements uh, for, you know, things like this, but... Uh, BTS did McDonald's earlier. Yes, this they year. did. Yeah. And then uh, Megan Thee Stallion has one at uh, Popeye. She has a chicken sandwich with her own sauce. Yeah, yeah. which the spicy one or right, something. Yeah, right? yeah. I, I find that fascinating. Yeah, uh, listen, uh, I, we are we are uh, big fans of. I don't want to call it junk food, fast food. Uh, and it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm that, always excited by these things. That Megan the Stallion, that commercial, though, when they show the actual sandwich, that sauce is so red. I know. Mm-hmm. It almost looks like blood or something. It does. Yeah. I, is that looks, the intent? It looks artificial. It looks like okay. they, they put, like, a food coloring in it, and it kind of turned me off to it a little oh, bit. Oh, man. Have what? you guys had the... The chicken sandwich I have from Popeye's not, I have, I, 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 And I dig Popeye's. I mean, yeah, I've never been to Popeye's. Yeah. I've yeah. never been once. I, so I there's, should try it. There's one right near my house. Okay. It, the only bummer about it is it doesn't have a drive-thru. Hmm. Uh, and sometimes the guy working the register is kind of an a-hole. But, <laughs> oh, it's you again. Well, he's just not. I'm like... <laughs> Why do you have this guy as your face of the business? You know what I mean? Like, Does I'm, he have one eye squinted and super huge forearms? <laughs> and he says... No, but I don't care. Because the food is so good. It, yeah. just, it doesn't matter. And the spicy chicken sandwich has it, their version, I think, has revolutionized everybody else's approach. The only. I agree. Yeah. McDonald's stepped it up. And Burger their sandwich King, is good. Burger yeah. King changed theirs to the chicken. Chicken. Have you guys had yeah. the chicken yet? I have not had. Listen, I'm, I am woefully under um, experienced when it comes to the various chicken sandwiches that are all the rage right now. Yeah, they've stepped them up quite I, a bit. But I, I tell you what I did have the other night. I heated up my Tyson meatless chicken nuggets. Oh, oh my God. Good too. Yeah. yeah. You know what we need to do? We need to have a conversation t- sometime, but not right now, of uh, a place that has really crappy service, but you still go there anyway because <laughs> whatever it is you're getting doesn't necessarily have to be, be food, but the product is something mm. yeah. you, will, you will continue to deal oh, with yeah. lousy service oh yeah pause you need this item or it's the best place to go all right let me go to something else but that's a conversation for another time we're doing the connoisseur right now god damn it <laughs> why are you backing me into yeah. a corner uh men who eat a lot of red meat might be trying to appear more masculine researchers in canada found men suffering from masculinity stress are more likely to try and augment their masculinity by eating beef, lamb, pork, and more. Masculinity mm. stress refers to a male worrying that they're not manly enough. I think if you really want to sell the machismo, you eat the animal while it's still alive. Mm. Yeah. That will show that you're a man. Uh, it's not known why red meat is perceived as masculine, <clears throat> excuse me, in some societies. Probably because it's more primal and primitive, right? Well, though it may be viewed as a way to build muscle because, you know, it looks more like muscle, red meat does, than, than say, chicken. And sure, that, yeah. You know? I wonder if that, uh, um, but on a protein level? I, I, I see, this makes total sense yes. to me. You know, like, yeah. uh, uh, for some reason, a steak seems more quote-unquote manly than a chicken breast yeah. or a piece of fish or something like that. I mean, we went to this really famous restaurant in Chicago called Gibson's for, for dinner, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have, uh, I'm having steak. It's a steakhouse. Right. Do you know I'm what, Step though? up and I'm going to be a man, and I got their, like, their top steak they had. You're, you, but you, and you know, you know a good steak. You know, you sure. know the different cuts. Uh, I have never been a, a red meat steak kind of guy. I do love a, a really good burger, uh, maybe a filet mignon. My wife is the one who is really the uh, the one who digs a good steak now and then. Yeah, my wife 
she used to, like when we were first dating, she would get her steak like bloody. Wow. And like now yeah. she likes it well done. And uh, and I've kind of gone I've gone the other way around, uh, but there are other things that are quote unquote manly and not manly, right? And and broken glass. Well, hang on, because I don't want this is not a dig on you, Nick, but white wine is not a manly drink. Red oh, wine right. is the manly drink. I, right. It's embarrassing to order Chardonnay, right? You know, when really? you go, yes, uh, and make a Chardonnay, please. <laughs> well, <laughs> wait, wait, I said. Don't hit me. Can you put it like it I don't like it when it's warm. <laughs> Do you get that kind of crap? No. Oh. I, it's in my head. Oh. It's all internal. Right. Sure, sure. No, yeah. Well, Nick, also, my, my uncle. I've talked about him before. <laughs> he is in the wine business. I mean, he's he has hobnobbed with top wine executives. What he are you doing top, to my knob? He, I'm having it. He is a top wine executive. Um, but so when he orders a white wine or a Chardonnay, like there's. There's nothing to it. It's right. just like of he's course. ordering yeah. a red wine. He's smart, so, yeah. But like, and he's speaking French for whatever reason, like you can't come across and not be pompous when you when you speak yeah. with a French accent. When right. you order a Pinot Grigio, you're Italian and yeah. you're manly. Well, if you order, that's what I was going to say. Don't order a Chardonnay. Order the Pinot Grigio. Right? I have a and Pinot then, Grigio. Then, I had hair on my bones when I was five. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they, Pinot Grigio. Yeah, that's white. I know. And it then when white. they bring you the Pinot Grigio, we go. Did I say Pinot Grigio? I meant Pinot Noir. Don't worry, I'll Don't drink worry, it. I'll drink this anyway. But, uh, <laughs> I like it. And then also, uh, I'm sorry, did I say that? <laughs> uh, guys apparently aren't supposed to be drinking spiked seltzers either. Mm. And uh, Yeah, nope, you're right about that. That's because, another one? Well, because you have beer, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. And, and beer is, is quote-unquote, more manly and mm-hmm. so on. So, so I, I mean, it's, for whatever reason, it's a, uh, you know, it's a stereotype, and it, I, I see it. I don't you know, slave myself to it. I know. I guess I can see the perception because of, of what, how they're sold yeah. and, and the imagery yeah. that's associated with them. Right. Uh, yeah, I guess I get it. And yeah. like, uh, I'm going to be, listen, I, I, I ride a Vespa, right? Yeah. So that is the Pinot Grigio. But there are flames on that it. That is the Chardonnay of uh, two-wheeled motor vehicles. <laughs> hey, the, the same thing goes for, uh, you know, black coffee versus a cappuccino right. or uh-huh. something like that. Or drinking cappuccino. tea instead oh. of coffee. And so they, there are these things that are that are considered did manly. You, did your wife get a cappuccino at, at the Gibson's? Somebody did it. At, yes. I don't know what. At, at Gibson's yes. when we were yeah. in Chicago. Gibson's, right? That was yeah, 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 yeah. But what did they order? A I, cappuccino. Okay. And man, did it smell good. Yeah. I, I like. Oh, I watched her order, and I was like, I should have gotten. One. I got a double espresso. I had a double espresso too. I'd okay. be standing up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but what? you pull your pants down at the urinal. <laughs> no, 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 he doesn't pull his. That's it. He doesn't pull his pants down. All right. What else? I got some other kind of store stuff. Uh, let's talk about the holidays. Cinnabon. This is great. I love Cinnabon. Well, they are once again released. Their signature cream cheese frosting in pints. Oh, God. Because uh, that's what America needs. It was a tradition that started last year. And so you can drink it? No, yeah. no. So you can you can use it at home oh. for whatever you might be cooking up for the holidays. You that's a manly drink. Like cookies and things. <laughs> uh, so last year, the signature frosting pints... Uh, came out and they will once again be available for a limited time at select cinnamon locations nationwide. God, I love that's really I love cinnamon on anything or in anything, but their frosting is uh, again it's it's like the money shot in porn. It's what you need, and it yeah. looks like that too. Yeah, we have one of these in our mall at Oxford Valley Mall. That's where we went growing up, and my friends and I would stop and you know we'd get one before we left the mall, like almost every time. And I remember as an adult seeing the contents, the calorie and the sugar in it, and I was. Like, oh my God, but it's so good. And the worst thing here. is, Kathy, you know this. If you make the crucial mistake of getting like to go like four of them or six of them or <laughs> yeah. 
you you go home with the intent I'm going to share these. No, and then you don't. No, and then you end up eating. And then and then you're you're sitting up in the attic with cinnamon stains on. Or Steve, or Steve, you leave the box open and you pick at it. Right. I didn't eat a whole one. No, just a part. Yeah, because you can keep pulling at it like like a sweater. You know. Yeah. But these, there aren't enough of these. I mean, there is... There are enough of these. N- no. Cinnabon? Uh, locations? Where's one? And besides Oxford Valley, the I don't airport? Know if that's still there. They got to make King... There's one in King of Prussia, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So, uh, like, that's, but I, I that's don't know. one. Well, see, malls have slowly started to disappear. Yeah. And, and people don't go to them as often. So, uh, yeah, I'm not sure, Case, to be yeah. honest. Have you ever had the Cinnabon Bites? No, I have not. So they have them like the Fudge Brownie Bites. In fact, yeah. one of our listeners brought... You know, one down for the uh, the food truck now. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so yeah. They're, yeah, they're really good. And that was made by Cinnabon. It's very. I think it was. I saw the very Cinnabon esque. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Uh, so anyhow, uh, you'll be able to get that at select locations. Steve, I meant to. If we were going to do connoisseur at the Camp Upper Hunger last week, I was right. going to bring this up, but we didn't. So this is an old story, but I'm bringing it to you. Uh, movie theaters uh, struggling a bit here and there. And AMC Entertainment announced late last week it will begin selling its popcorn at malls, supermarkets, and convenience stores in the U.S. next year. Pre-popped? Both as freshly popped option and in microwavable packages. So, yes, they will sell the pre-popped stuff for you. All right. Uh, that That is great news. I don't care. I, I don't know what it is. It could be very psychosomatic or like a placebo thing. But uh, nothing tastes like movie popcorn uh, from the movie theater. And so if AMC is offering that experience at the mall, I will buy it. You'll have to try the experiment. Take, you know, get it from there and then take it home and see if you get the same sensation and if it's, whether it's psychosomatic or not. Yeah, because as the legend goes, and it's the, true, the truth, I, I would sometimes just go to the theater, not even see a movie, go to the concession stand, oh. and buy popcorn. Well, here you go, Steve. They'll also start selling fresh popcorn for takeout, pickup, and delivery. Love it! That's what you want. I don't know if you've got an AMC near you or not. I Well, I think the closest, believe it or not, to where I am, would not uh, the one I would go to by default would be the Plymouth Meeting AMC. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, the company says that it aims to operate up to 15 retail stores in the U.S. and not all with an AMC theater location. But uh, by the end of 2022 <laughs> is when they're going to be doing that. I go to the Regal in Conshohocken. Do you go there, Kathy? Um, not often. Okay, the Regal in Conshohocken. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's right by. Petri Uno and yeah, uh, it's right. off a ridge. Yeah. They redid it though; it's much nicer than it used to be. IKEA, you know where oh. IKEA is? Oh, it's yeah. near our. It's, right uh, it's near Trinity. Oh, I know yeah. where that yeah. is. No, yeah. it's not near IKEA. God, I've I've only been there one time in the it's not near twenty five some odd years I've lived here. No, it's on Ridge. That's near IKEA. Yeah, she's uh, yeah. Trinity. I you're right. right. That parking lot, but it's on it's on yeah. It's yeah. it's not far from from. The opposite direction. Down the corner. If you go up a little bit, it used to be where the old uh, jerk hut was. In yeah. the, uh... Right, you remember. <laughs> so there It's are... near the new Amazon Center is where it is. Uh, okay. <laughs> so AMC these days is, uh, like, when you order a drink, it's, like, self-serve now. So yes. I don't know why anybody orders anything but a small drink because you can go back for refills. Sure. And it's not that big of a deal. Are you, are you not supposed to, though? Uh, no. I... Okay. Well, I don't know. I think you're not. I think honestly, you're not supposed to. But who cares? Yeah. You know I mean? It's yeah. like when they sell three different sizes of coffee for the same price. Yeah. Right. What would compel you to not get the big? Well, I guess unless coffee makes you jittery or something. It I makes you pee pee a lot. Makes pee pee. Yeah. All right. Uh, I have time for one more. Right. Yeah. 
We've got Gary Always coming up in a moment. Um, so once again, Cracker Barrel is back with heat and serve options for Thanksgiving. Oh, just take home? Super easy for you, Kathy. Uh, it, <laughs> yes. but, you, but you do a family thing. You, you're, you're family all this Thanksgiving, right? Uh, yeah, my mom will cook everything. All right, so it says <laughs> it comes in two size options, the family dinner that serves four to six people and the feast. The feast. That serves eight to ten people and both come with an oven roasted turkey breast, cornbread dressing or stuffing. And roast beast. Uh, <laughs> cranberry relish, sweet Yeast rolls. Wow. What the hell is that? Yeast rolls. And sweet potato casserole with pecans. Uh, the family. <laughs> the family dinner comes with the choice of one countryside. Wow. Uh, while the feast comes with a choice of two plus a uh, pecan or, and I say pecan, by the way, uh, or pumpkin pie. This is a good spread here, Preston. How much does this run? Uh, it doesn't say in this, uh, in this story. All right. Yeah, it does look good. Um, see, I don't need the whole meal, but what I do need is somebody that can pre-make a side that I can heat up and take as if I made it myself. Because I, do I don't like to show up empty-handed. Even though I don't cook, I will not show up empty-handed. I have to bring something. Bring so. a pie. I bring didn't send it to the yeah, connoisseur no. this, this week, and I'm, I'm going to hold on to it. But in the uh, in the Enquirer, there is a list of uh, top Thanksgiving meal takeout restaurants in the city. All right, so or maybe I could around. do yeah. I could yeah. do a side case. I don't bring a pie because uh, there's always so much dessert. Like everyone right. brings that because we have such a large crowd that comes. You know, my mom cooks the majority of it, and right. some people will bring sides, but like the most of them will bring a dessert. So okay. we're always overwhelmed with that. So I need I need a side that I can preheat and it's yeah. delicious and it makes it look like I cooked it. Press, I saw a Cracker Barrel <laughs> Look at I made this. Preston, can you make me something? I'll just swing by your house. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be at the shore. Listen, oh. I, I have we'll to do uh, a cookie exchange. Remember I did this the yeah. one year? Oh, it's horrible. And it my cookies disaster. failed and yes. I showed up with yes. no cookies. Yes. So it's the same group of people. Right. It's this Sunday. I didn't cook Just anything. Go buy Acme cookies. If there's anybody the out there who could bake me seven dozen, <laughs> oh my! God. I will pay you. Uh, they need to be delicious, and they need to look like I made them. <laughs> there is a place that was uh, somebody was sending me information about a great chocolate cookie place in Bryn Mawr uh, that is has supposedly oh, the most. Hopes? That's probably. Oh my yes. God! I love yeah. Hopes. Hopes is uh, terrific, Kathy. You could probably pass those off as homemade. Except I would pay like. $300. Hey, have them, pay, pay them to make them look not perfect. Yeah, F up yeah. one or two. That's what you have to do. But yeah. those cookies are, the are, are really big, right? They are, yeah. They're yeah, very, very sweet. Go to Coffin Myers. There's a place on Brookline Boulevard in, in Havertown right. called Coffin Myers. But then you got to go to Delco. Yeah, yeah I'm not but, doing that. but it's totally well. Hey, you live in Delco. Oh, no, for her. For <laughs> 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 All right, anyway. Um, that's all we have time for in the Connoisseur. we got a guest coming up, so we'll be back in a moment with Carrie Elways. But thank you for joining Joining me in this trip into the world of fine eats and the connoisseur. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. From the Preston and Steve Show and all of us at WMMR, thank you. Thank you to each and every one who dropped off food, donated money, or lent a hand to produce this year's Camp Out for Hunger. Every donation is important, large or small, volunteer time or talent, vendor equipment and supplies, all to benefit our neighbors in need. And through November 24th, donations can still be made at your local Acme. Camp Out for Hunger would not be possible without the generosity of you and our partners. 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. You know, there are tons of Quotable movies, uh, you know, like Animal House. And yes. There's just movies that, that, that you throw lines Cuban out. Men. I would say that Princess Bride, pound for pound, has 
about as many quotable lines as you can get from any movie out there. Oh, yeah. That's absolutely fair. You know, from uh, My Name is Inigo Motoya to, yeah. to Inconceivable yeah. to... I mean, there's just as you wish, as, as you, you wish. wish, line after line after line after line. So that is the mark of a movie uh, that has uh, earned its place in pop culture history. Stands you know the mean? test of time, absolutely. And there's a screening. Uh, it is tomorrow night at the Miriam Theater. It's called The Princess Bride: An Inconceivable Evening <laughs> with our guest Carrie Elway yeah. is on the show this morning. Hey. Carrie. Good, good morning. How are you today? We're doing great, man. Yourself? My, I'm very well. Thank you very much. So, as I at the at the intro here and mentioning all these uh, all these lines that, that that come from this classic movie, now, yes. do you get as your as you wish as the one that's thrown at you most often, or what what would you hear regularly from fans? Oh yeah, no, I would say that I get that pretty much it uh, every week. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's one of those things that that. Um, I call it the gift that keeps on giving. You know, yeah. Over 30 years ago, and people uh, seem to have taken this film to their hearts in a way that we could never have imagined when we made it. You know, the funny, you, you, so you had the great William Goldman, who's one of the greatest screenplay writers of all time. All time. Uh, yeah, and uh, just, just amazing. You had Rob Reiner on, I believe it was, it was second, third film. Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, all of these things came into play, and yet... Re- our perception was is that it was a hit from the get-go. It, it was not. It, it did okay, but it, it took a while to to build up and become this centerpiece of pop culture, correct? That's correct. Well, we, you have to remember that the studio did not want to make the movie at all to begin with. In fact, they refused to finance it. Um, and so it was a, the most expensive independent movie ever made because Norman Lear fully financed the film and delivered it as a negative pickup. Huh. to 20th Century Fox. So, you know, we we were on our own. And, you know, Norman had enormous belief in the project and in Rob's abilities. And um, he turned out to be one of the most uh, sound uh, financial... Uh, <laughs> investments. Yes, yes. Yeah. And you, you have... Uh, so... You have had a, a long career in some, you know, inc- incredible films. This obviously is special. This is what this whole evening is about. You will be, um, there, there'll be some um, uh, vetted questions that you're yeah. going to, uh, you know, talk about. Yeah. Give some insight into the movie. I'm going to ask you a question that sure. I, I was always curious about. You have the great Peter Falk on that yeah. film, but <laughs> they were, it's a separate sequence. Yeah. Did you guys ever get to meet? Oh, both of course. Them? Okay. No, I grew up watching like most uh, American kids. I, 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 I had the fortune of coming to America when I was about four or five. So I started watching Columbo pretty, pretty early on and got addicted to it, like most kids of my age. <clears throat> and um, so I, I, every time Rob would come to the set and say, oh, we got a new guy who's going to come and play this part, yeah. you know, <laughs> I'd say who? And he'd tell me and I'd be floored because every week he would be casting someone like, you know, Peter Cook or... Yeah. You know all these wonderful uh, character actors, and uh, and so yes, I, I made a point of uh, of uh, uh, going to the set that day to go and shake hands with him. That's cool. And, uh, yeah. Uh, you know what, uh, Carrie? I remember seeing a um, it was a feature about the film and and um, uh, talking about the um, the sword play and yeah. you and Mandy and you have your your famous duel yeah. uh, and and in preparation for that and in the choreography that they wanted to create. The greatest sword fight ever on film, um, and it had technically had to have been 
so hard for you guys to work that, but but it came off flawlessly. Um, do you still have a little bit of that routine in, in to commit it to memory? Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> I would have been really I impressed. I myself against, uh, uh, you know, a moth right now. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I don't know. At the time, we were very proficient, obviously, you know, and, and it's probably the hardest I've ever worked out mm. uh, in my life. I Luckily... <clears throat> You know, when I got cast in the role, I knew I'd have to get in shape. So I, I, um, I hired Dave Prowse, who played uh, wow, Darth, Darth Vader. Vader, yeah, who had a gym uh, in in London, and he, I said, Dave, this is going to be the hardest gig I've ever done. I need to start getting into shape. And he said, You've come to the right place. So I had Darth Vader train me, oh. <laughs> and then the two swords uh, uh, master, the two sword masters, uh, the, the, the the fencing masters, in, on the film. With Bob uh, Anderson and Peter Diamond, they choreographed all the lightsaber sequences of the first three Star Wars films. Oh. So I had a real Star Wars huh. connection to this film in some strange way. But it's also it's a movie about a, you know a, a young farm boy who rescues a princess. There's a lot of similarities, you yeah. know. Yeah. No, it is absolutely. Yeah. Unless we, so, I, I I watched. I believe it was GQ has, has the series where they. They they get experts to come in and to dissect certain things, and of course this iconic sword fight. Yeah. And they said, uh, "Lest we not forget that you switch hands, you know, yeah. uh, during during the fight." But they said this was not the traditional sword you would carry out a fight like this. It was actually heavier and more demanding for you guys because they really wanted to get the clanking and the, and the real physicality of it. Right. So that must have added a whole new level of soreness. Well, I, you know, the swords that Mel Brooks provided for us on Robin Hood were much heavier. They were great big medieval uh, swords, the kind they used in Braveheart, and right. they were really heavy and unwieldy and dangerous. I actually <clears throat> crowned the actor I was training with, uh, with with the sword on that show. But these were a lot lighter. And oh, okay. We we had a, a great. We had these great trainers, Bob and Peter, and they were terrific. They really were because well, it was written in the script. The greatest sword fight ever, and so we had to come up with something that would impress people. So we we watched every sword fight film on VHS that we could find, every swashbuckling movie, every pirate film, and we found that Scaramouche with uh, Stuart Granger was was the longest and most intricate sword fight on film, and we thought, well, we've got to beat that, and that's really the template we gave ourselves. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. It's very, it's very impressive. Yeah. So, so, Carrie, you know, The Princess Bride came out in 1987, and there are certain movies in my life that I remember exactly where I saw and when I saw them. I, it was the movie uh, theater, the media theater in Media, Pennsylvania. My uh -huh. my entire family went uh, and we uh -huh. saw this together. It's it's that's, a great memory in, in my uh, life. That's lovely. Yeah, and and uh, so thank you for that. Uh, but I I, I want to ask you about the movie. What was it like jumping on Andre the Giant's back? <laughs> uh. Well, poor Andre. You know, he was terribly sick at the time. He had he was due to have surgery on his back. Uh. He'd taken such a pounding. He shared with me. He'd taken such a pounding on uh, in the ring with people believing that because he was a giant, they could just pummel him and bash chairs on his back all day long. And he never complained about it until he could barely stand up. Yeah. And so when we found out that he was in terrible pain while we were shooting, we had to work around that. We had to accommodate him. And um, so it's actually a stunt double that I'm jumping on to. It's actually Peter Diamond. Oh, a mask And a big heavy suit. And then when, I'm, when you have a close-up of me, you know, on his back, that's me on a stepladder, not putting any weight on him at all. And um, he was terribly sweet, Andre. He really was. That's... He was a, a gentle giant. He was 
We, we had Hulk Hogan on the show one time, yeah. and he was telling us a story about traveling through Europe with uh, with Andre the Giant, and he brought on board their tour bus an entire case of wine, yeah. which he proceeded to drink yeah. completely during yeah. the trip. Yeah. And, and to no effect, he was, you know, that's how huge he was. It's just one of those those crazy stories. I, I want I wanted to ask you, um, you know, with, um, again, as you kept seeing people added to the cast like Peter Cook and, and uh, you know, of course, Billy Crystal and, and, and so many others, um, was, there, was there one person besides Peter Falk that that you have uh, that really uh, struck you the most that you were most impressed by. I was impressed by the whole cast. Yeah, honestly, even Robin, who I'd never met before and then never seen her do anything. Right, and she was fantastic. Day one, you were just like, okay, that <laughs> she is the Princess Bride. There's no question about that. So the casting, Rob does most of his own casting. You know. Um, and even though we had a wonderful casting director, Jane Jenkins, Rob really, you know, she did find uh, Robin for him. But every most all the other parts, and she found me. But but uh, all the other parts, he cast himself really. Wow. And um, and so, you know, I, I, like I said, every day, every week rather, when he'd say, "Oh, we got." Uh, you know, we got Billy Crystal's gonna come. You know, I'd be like, "Oh my God, this is great!" You know, and so we all thought we had some kind of a fun movie that would hopefully make some money at the box office, and we were all very disappointed when it went away, mm. when it opened. You know, it didn't find its feet until v- uh, the invention of the, the VHS. Yes, I clearly remember. Yeah, but but it seems like uh, some of those films like that uh, stick around forever and yeah. become even more hallowed outside of their box office. You know, take generationally yes. gets, gets passed on. Generationally, but it's a family yeah. movie. Everyone yeah. can see it and get someone something out of it. And it's very rare that you can see family movies today where everyone can sit down. Mm-hmm. There's nothing, uh, you know. There's a little blood in it, obviously, where I get bit yeah. by giant rats and stuff. Other than that, it's pretty tame. Well, yeah, something I watched uh, with yeah. my family, and by the way, Princess Bride uh, the evening is, is tomorrow night at the Mirror in Theater, but somebody I sat down and watched with my family and was surprised to see you pop up in was Stranger Things uh-huh. and was really delighted to see you as the mayor of Hawkins. I mean, you were a smarmy, slimy <laughs> character, but it was awesome. Yeah. No, that's fun. Those those That show's amazing. I was it so is. impressed with the Duffers. And and the kid, I call them kids. They're not kids anymore. But no. The back then, they were all kids on the show, and they were all incredible. Um, and of course, it was nice to work with Winona again after so many years. And and Dave Harbour is fantastic. He, he, so, he, we we had him in the studio. He's he was great, one of our favorite he? guests. Just just a regular guy. He's great. Yeah. Oh, I had a blast. I was like, well, absolutely. Well, you know, I just got a call out of the blue from the Duffers really saying, come on down, you know. And what, when did you and Winona work together before, Harry? Dracula together many, many Drac- times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Francis yeah. Francisco. Wow. Yep. Yeah, uh, yep, which, is, right. which is a great movie. I, yep. We could ask, you know, hours worth of questions, but I have to, I have to establish something. Mm. Preston and I have con- contended this for years on the show. Yes. In the movie Liar, Liar, yes. mm. there is no reason yes. that you should have been passed over. <laughs> you were... Despite the wonderful, witty sense of humor of Jim Carrey, you were a solid boyfriend and a solid choice, and we do not approve. But I didn't have a rubber face. <laughs> but I've seen that character come up on on lists yeah. of of people that that got 
treated terribly. A in movies. good guy. A good guy. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. Yeah, that's, yeah. No, I, you can't compete. I mean, I, I, I even had one scene where I had dialogue where I had to compete with Jim in the background, <laughs> dressed as Fire Marshal Bill. <laughs> no, eating the scenery no. while I'm trying to do my lines. Yeah. It's absurd. Yeah. And I'll also t- say this because it's it's my opportunity to to tell you. One of the greatest movies of all time, by far, and we had Ed Zwick in the studio. One ah, time. yes. Glory For is, sure. is a Goodness. staggering masterpiece, yeah. and you are no small part of Thank what makes you. that a, a a movie that will stand the test of time, yep. just a work of art. He's brilliant. Ed is brilliant. I just ch- chatted with him last week. He's an extraordinary filmmaker, and, and, and uh, I, I really want to work with him again. He, he has an incredible attention to detail and a real fascination with history. And, of course, history is my favorite subject. So we, oh. we have a little bit of a simpatico going on. Excellent. And uh, hopefully we'll, we'll find something else to do together again, yeah. I also, I, we, we can't not talk about Saw. Uh, because it, it, I mean, it, and I've and I've mentioned this on the air a few different times. Yeah. The the way that it is shot, it actually could be a stage production. Well, that's what uh, the the filmmakers intended because they had no money. Hmm. Um, they were told, okay, so what's the cheapest film we can make? And they they they, they thought, okay, well, we can't we can't build sets, and we can't use too much practical. How do we keep the actors from leaving the room? Uh, oh, we'll chain them to the wall. Why are they chained to the wall? Well, that's how the whole thing came about. It was an economic decision. And that's, wow. that's wild. So yeah, we had uh, it was James Wan and Lee Wanell, correct? Right, right. And they came up with the solution of of the whole story based on their their lack of funds. They were like, we can't have the actors leave the room. We'll put. So it became like a play. They're trapped on this one set because that's all they could afford. And of course, once we got the financing, we thought we were able to. Be a little bit more, uh, have more leeway with with Bill. But what we did is we shot at the um, Cagney and Lacey Studios <laughs> downtown near Dodger Stadium, and it had all the sets in one location, every single one, all of them practical. Wow! Uh, the apartment, the garage, the, the bathroom, uh, you know, the lair, all of it. It was all in one. Uh, location, so that saved us a lot of money. It's amazing. We had a million dollars. To yeah, I mean, I mean, it's really, really interesting and amazing to hear how that ended up coming about. And it's kind of like with uh, Kevin Smith and his decision. We thought it was more of an artistic decision to shoot Clerks in, in black and white, and what <laughs> we found out, it was just yes. cheaper to yeah, just shoot yeah. it that right. way. Right, mm-hmm. and now they're all being filmed in black and white. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is in black right. and white. Now, I have to ask you this. I've heard this rumor for years, and I don't know if this is the case, and I'm damn well going to ask Carrie always. Go. One of your ancestors yes. was the inspiration for Ebenezer Scrooge? Correct. His oh, name was God. John Meggett Elwes. Wow. He was an MP for... Boxer, I believe. And he was uh, the world's biggest miser. We know that Dickens um, uh, studied him because he mentions him in Our Mutual Friend. Does that not blow your mind? Our jaws are all dropped open. Yeah, I had no idea. Yes. And so I am known for being a bit frugal. <laughs> I was wondering. Not quite the extent of uh, money lender and, uh, and a cheapskate. You know? Wow. Wow, that that is uh, that's uh, that's that's terrific. So, listen, with your career going, uh, you know, obviously you're in so, so many things. The opportunity to get in front of a of an audience that is just absolutely enraptured by something you've done and spend a little extra time with them and converse. So you have you have the Princess Bride. What what would be uh, if you were to progress to an, another film in your catalog? 
to do this treatment with, what would be the next option? Probably uh, men in tights, I think. That seems to be the one that people really get excited about when they ask me about it. But, yeah, so we will see. I don't know. I, I have to. I wrote a book about the, the making of The Princess Bride, and that's really where this whole thing took off. It became a New York Times bestseller. I, I would go to the to the men in tights thing only if you would sing The Night is Young and You're So Beautiful. I don't think that's me singing. I don't think that is either, but, you know, you can give it a try. It's so damn fun. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, well, this looks like it's going to be a lot of fun, and you obviously this this film is just is just precious to so Beloved. many people. Yeah, um, that uh, the Princess Bride and Inconceivable Evening tomorrow night is going to be a really special night it's at the Marion Theater eight o'clock. Uh, Carrie will be there. It's being hosted by our friend Marilyn, by the way. Yes. Uh, tickets available at KimmelCulturalCampus.org. So uh, this should be a lot of fun. So just uh, so how, how the format rolls out. Uh, Carrie, will will you uh, talk to the crowd before or after? Uh, I will talk after the movie. They'll okay. watch the movie and then they'll hear about all the craziness that went on. I love it. Afterwards, yeah. Excellent. Uh, well, it is a delight to speak to you, sir. Thank you so much it's for coming on this My pleasure. Morning. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Enjoy your time in Philadelphia. Carrie Elwes, yeah. guys. Thank you so much. Love it, man. Um, love it. Love it. Such a great movie. Took a while to talk to Carrie, but it was worth it. Definitely. I love the way he speaks. It's kind of quiet. No, it's great. Movie. Very soothing. I, he's I, like I the like British this. Pierre. I yeah, totally yeah. forgot that he was British when the interview started. I was like, oh, wait. Yeah, I know. He's, he's done yeah. a lot of roles where he has, you know, an Americanized yeah. accent yeah. And, and a few others. Yeah. Well, and I love that line from Robin Hood, uh, right. Men in Tights. Where, well, unlike other Robin Hoods, <laughs> I speak with an English accent. That's yeah. Right. yeah, that's right. All right. Uh, they're not English. They're Swedish. And we have tickets and a contest. <laughs> Talking about ABBA, ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to play a game right now to win tickets to Pops, Rocks, ABBA, Mamma Mia, and more on Wednesday, November 17th at the Kimmel Center, call now, 215-263-WMMR, and we will explain to you uh, the contest, that, and, and it's going to need explanation. And, yeah. and we, we're going to need an example, too. I might burn up one of your questions, Casey, Okay. Uh, to use as an example so people kind of follow this. What are we listening to? Is this the Hawaiian version? of? This is an instrumental montage of ABBA music. I, would, ABBA I, I know ABBA pretty well, and yeah. I would not have well, picked that this? There you go. That's the one. I am a sucker for this song. I love Dancing Queen. By the way, uh, you know, ABBA um, has had dominance in the pop um, atmosphere for a long time. So I think you can say you're an ABBA fan and not be ridiculed. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. This is one of those songs that I will sing in harmony to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, well, then I, let's hear it again. I, 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 it's not in the beginning part. It's, um... No, I think it might be in the verse, not in, in the chorus. What part do you harmonize to? Do you remember? Uh, what's that? Do you, what part do you harmonize to? It's just the actual... In, in the verse, but I, I, okay. with this playing in the background... It's hard to do it. Uh, I let the remember. artist create, Casey. Kill it. No, it's at this part. No, it's not this part that I harmonize right. with. There's another part we'll get that, I, that I really go for. Okay, so let's so. give him a little bit of uh, inspiration with the safe light repair. Okay. <laughs> safe light repair, safe light replace. <laughs> 
I feel much more comfortable. Okay, now you think you can do it? Uh, well, we need we need the other. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. Uh, we don't have. Okay. We just... or is this the whole song? No, it's only part of the music. Oh, I know what part it is. Uh, it's um. When you get the chance, there's a part that goes down. You are the dancing queen, darling. I I sing that lower part as opposed to you are the dancing queen. I go, you are the and you'd have you're the baritone like the the Oak Ridge Boys. Yeah, yes, you're the giddy up guy. I'm the you are you are the giddy up now, now, baby, (laughs) Mister. song this is. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's go to the phones and, well, first, let me, those of you who are on hold, listen up because this is how we are going to play the game. It is, if you've ever watched Jeopardy and you see the before and after. One of my favorite categories. Category. Um, it's a lot of fun and it plays on, it's a play off of the name Ava. Okay. So, We'll use the first one on here, okay, Okay. as an example. If I were to ask you, a Swedish pop band and the most powerful crime lord on Tatooine, you would say... Abba the Hutt. Abba the Hutt. That's how it works. Boom, boom, boom. So it is something along those lines that we're going to do. So you're going to be playing around with the name Abba or Abba, or it might even be a bizarre pronunciation of it. (laughs) But you kind of shoehorn it in there. Yeah. Would we giving you the clue? So let's try this out. I will go to Pat and see if he gets it. Pat, good morning. Good morning. All right, Pat, you ready to try this out before and after? Sure. And and do me a favor. Let's play this Jeopardy style. Answer with the question, okay? Yeah. As in, what is? Okay. 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 All right, here Who am? Here we go. Here's your clue: a Swedish pop band and Fred Flintstone's catchphrase. <laughs> what is Yaba Abba do? I'll accept that. I was going with, we were going for Abba Dabba Doo, but that works. So so we'll we'll take it. And that means that you got a pair of tickets for Pops Rocks Abba, which is coming up next week, Wednesday, November 17th at the Kimmel Center. And Marissa will be hosting it. So, Pat, you're a winner. Hang on the line. And you know, with this song, Preston, they taught us history. They remind us that Napoleon was defeated at Waterloo. Uh, That is correct. I remember this song uh, when I think of a movie soundtrack uh, is The Martian. Yes, they use disco music in there, yes. and he's do- when he's uh, when he's uh, ripping apart the Mav. Uh, he's he's listening to Waterloo. Okay, let's go to another caller. Let's try Kevin. Yo, Kevin. Yeah. All right, Kevin. We're going to try out uh, Abba before and after. You ready? Yeah. All right, this one might yeah. be a little challenging. Now, let me try this one on you, okay? Well, you know what? You could ask, uh, Kevin, do you have children by any chance? I do not, no. okay. Would you like to have children? <laughs> We're going to do this one. Uh, I, I would like to have children. All right, here we go. A Swedish pop band and a heavy metal band led by the Prince of Darkness. Can you repeat that? Yes. Took a little while there, but I'll repeat that. <laughs> a Swedish pop band and a heavy metal band led by the Prince of Darkness. I have no idea. All right, thank you, Kevin. Oh, okay. I'm having a little difficulty with this I'm going to try oh. it out. It might go the other I mean, way. I have it, it might be a, a heavy metal band led by the Prince of Darkness and a Swedish pop band. Oh. 
So let's try that out on Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Hey, how you doing? Good. All right, so a Swedish pop band and a heavy metal band led by the Prince of Darkness. Uh, Black Atlas? Yeah! yeah! Black Atlas. You know. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> All right, Jeff, hang on the line. We're going to give you tickets to see ABBA. They will be performing at the Kimmel Center on uh, November 17th. So we'll set you up with a pair of tickets to that. All right. Uh, let's go to another caller. It is Alex. We're going to try this out on. Hey, Alex. Hey. Good morning, It. Good morning, It. All right, Alex, I'll do the same thing. I'll ask, do you have children? I do. How old are they? Twelve. Okay. Where do they go they to school? Still work? Yeah. Okay, here we go. A Swedish pop band and a tele- children's television show on Nickelodeon that features DJ Lance. Oh, I, he doesn't watch any of that stuff. Uh, mm. Well, I've already asked the question. So yeah, it's tough. That one. Yeah. All right, you don't know, do you? All right, man. Sorry. No. All right, sorry. No, let's go. Uh, let me try another one. Betsy. Yes. All right, Betsy. Did you hear the question? A Swedish pop yeah. band and a children's television series on Nickelodeon featuring DJ Lance. Yo, Gabba Abba. Yes! yes! <laughs> we would have also accepted Yo, Abba Abba. But I like Yo, Gabba Abba. Or we would have accepted Yo, Abba Gabba. Yes, we There's really nothing we would not have accepted. <laughs> uh, Betsy, we got tickets for you to see Abba. Pops, Rocks, Abba, Mama Mia, and more Wednesday, November 17th at the Kimmel Center. All right, let's try out. Wait, that's Betsy. I'm going to put her back on hold. Let's go to Laura. Hey there, Laura. Hi, good morning. Uh, Laura, we are doing uh, ABBA before and after. Here is your clue. A Swedish pop band and a comedy duo famous for who's on first. Who is... Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) ABBA, Abbott, uh... Yeah. You're, work, work it out. Work on. it out. <laughs> Is it Abbott and Costello? Yeah! 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 Abbott and Costello. Waterloo, baby. Hang out, Laura. Tickets for Pops, Rocks, Abba, Mamma Mia, more Wednesday, November 17th. Tickets on sale, by the way, right now. And uh, Marissa is going to be there. You can get the tickets at phillypops.org slash WMMR. All right. People are killing it. I love this. Uh, we'll go next to Dennis. Hey, Dennis. Hey, good morning. Morning, Dennis. All right, let's try one out on you. I think you can get this one. A Swedish pop band and the Eagles quarterback in the early 2000s. Uh, early 2000s. Uh... Swedish pop band and the Eagles quarterback in the early 2000s. Think of, think who, was of, the coach, who was the coach back then? Uh, Andy Reid. You can't ask that question. Okay. <laughs> okay, you can't ask, but it was Andy Reid. Yeah, so what, what name would fit with the Swedish pop band? Uh, let's see. <laughs> I don't think he fits the contest. <laughs> but he's getting out a calculator. <laughs> you got five seconds. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and even got a clue. Wait, what'd you say? Nick Foles, Abba. No, no, no. Early 2000s. Oh, I'm angry yeah, now. I love it. I actually, uh, thinking about it, I will accept two uh, answers for this one. All right. And, oh, yeah. I know who the other one Let's is. Let's just yeah. get to one yeah, answer. Right. Yeah. Well, you got to let me know. Okay. Uh, hi, Emily. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Emily. Uh, so we're going to throw that 
uh, clue at you again. A Swedish pop band and the Eagles quarterback in the early 2000s. Uh, Donovan McNabb. You got it. Donovan McNabb. This is Donovan McNabb. You got to add the name. You got to add ABBA into the name somewhere. What's the other one you would have accepted? I would have accepted Kevin Cabba. Oh, I thought you were going to say Coy McNabb. Or no, Coy Detmer. (laughs) That doesn't work, Nick. What the hell? That was way off. Coy McNabb. How about Andy Raba? Uh, or uh, Jonathan, uh, I'm sorry, Ron Jaworskaba. <laughs> All right, we're going to give her tickets Joe to Joe Montana. <laughs> Rocks. Uh. Joe Namaba. <laughs> All right, let's, let's, go, let's go to Bill. Hey, uh, Bill, good morning. Hey, good morning. All right, Bill, you ready to play this? Absolutely. All right, all right let's try this one out. A Swedish pop band and a vegetable that tastes great on roast pork sandwiches. On roast pork. Vegetable on roast pork. Yeah, it's a it's a Philly staple. Uh, peppers and onions. Pepper. No, it's not. Sorry. Peppers and onions. Have a peppers and onions. <laughs> Have the peppers and onions. No, it's going to be a vegetable that sounds that has like an abba abba yeah. type thing, thing going on. Yeah. I shouldn't have the peppers and onions. Like when you say wit, you mean abba. Right. <laughs> Let's go to Lisa next. Hi, Lisa. Lisa, you're on the air. Good morning. All right, Lisa, a Swedish pop band and a vegetable that tastes great on a roast pork sandwich. Abba Rob. Well, try it. Flip it around. The okay. Um, Broccoli Abba. Broccoli Abba. Add the R to it. Uh, Wait. Add okay. Add the R to the end there. Broccoli Abba. That's a hard one. All right, Lisa, we're going to get tickets to Pop Rock Abba. Mommy and Mort next Wednesday, and it'll be at the Kimmel Center. Tickets available at phillypops.org slash WMMORR. All right, uh, we'll try, let's see, Joe next. Hey, Joe. Yes. All yes, right. I'm ready. All right. You're ready. Okay, Joe. Are we keeping track of how many we're giving away I, here? We were supposed to, uh, but we're good. We haven't. <laughs> Mercy, we haven't been. Don't All worry. Right. We'll, we'll have plenty. Let's try... <laughs> we screw Abba. How about this one? Um, a Swedish pop band and a popular doll in the 1980s. Like a super popular doll in the 1980s. Uh, cabbage, cabbage Abba. <laughs> Come on. You're on the right path. What you know, cabbage kind of rhymes with something? Uh, ca- drop, drop the C. <laughs> cabbage. No, no drop, drop the C. Okay, repeat after drop me. The Abba Patch Kid. Cabbage Cat Patch Kid. <laughs> Pay myself. Yes, you did okay. Well, That's all right. Hang on, Joe. We're gonna, we're gonna onions and peppers. A charity pair of tickets <laughs> to go see Abba. Cabbage Patch Abba Kids. Abba, Abids. 
All right. Uh, okay. So we're going with Bob's Rocks, ABBA, Mamma Mia, and more tickets. So hang on the line. Yeah, Ab- Abbott's Patch Kids. That's kind of what we're going with. You replace the word or you 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 put them together. It's almost like Pig Latin. Uh, we will go next to Andy. Uh, hi, Andy. Good morning. Good morning, it. Good morning, it. All right, let's try this one out. All I kind of right. I kind of tweaked this one, Casey. Okay. All right, a Swedish pop band and the version of corn you eat with your hands. Corn on the cob? Yes, 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 yes. That's how you play the game. Hang on, Andy. You get the tickets next Wednesday. Wednesday. All right, uh, tapas. We have two more clues left, and that's it. All right. Peppers and onions app. <laughs> app of peppers and onions? <laughs> I've been thinking about that all weekend. <laughs> all right, let's go to Eve. Hey, Eve. How you doing? Awesome. Bye. Ah, yummy. Yeah. All right, these last two, I'm not going to lie. These are hard, okay? Uh, all right. All right. I know. All right. Let's try this one. A Swedish pop band and a 1988 movie starring Michelle Pfeiffer as a gangster's widow from Brooklyn. Brooklyn. You have to give me a movie one? <laughs> <laughs> I hate movies. I don't know. You hate movies? <laughs> I just don't remember movies. That's all. Oh, well, you could uh, uh, say it again, Preston. Listen, listen to what he's saying. All right. A Swedish pop band and a 1988 movie starring Michelle Pfeiffer as a gangster's widow from Brooklyn. Oh, would that be the mob one? Uh, yeah, keep yeah, going. I'm married to the mob. Yeah! <laughs> I told you! I told you! Oh my God! Eve, nice work. <laughs> Hang on a second. So good. You got the tickets to go see uh, the ABBA show, which is uh, next Wednesday, and Marissa's hosting the event. We have one more clue, and that is it. <laughs> Let's see if Greg can get it. Hi, Greg. Yo, 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 what up? Yo, buddy. All right, so this is a hard one. I came up with this one. <laughs> a Swedish pop band and a winter Olympic sport that combines cross-country skiing and rifle shooting. Ah. Uh. Olympic sport that crosses cross-country skiing and rifle shooting? Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Do you even know the sport? <laughs> I know it. I've watched it a hundred times. And do you remember uh, the name of it? Uh, nah, give those tickets to somebody. All right. Else. Sorry, buddy. Aww. We'll try somebody else. We'll go to Dave. Uh, hi, Dave. Be very, very quiet. I'm listening to Preston and Steve. Thank you, Dave. All right, so, Dave, a Swedish pop band and a Winter Olympic sport that combines cross-country skiing and rifle shooting. Ah, man. I was hoping you were going to ask for Fred Flintstone. I was going to give you an abba-dabba-doo. No. No idea. We would have hated that. (laughs) All right, sorry, buddy. We'll see you later. Oh, we should have... See if he had any other impressions. I should have. Well, yeah. Listen, I really wanted that. <laughs> Let me go to Alex. Hi, Alex. You guys rock. Thank you, Alex. All right, this is the last one. We're trying to we're trying to yank this one out of you. A Swedish pop band and a Winter Olympic sport that combines cross country skiing and rifle shooting. What is a by Abalon? Yeah, we'll take that. <laughs> 
The Biabathalon. That is correct. Hang on a second, Alex. I need we, some peppers. We got you the last pair of tickets. Let's see Pop, Rocks, Abba, Mamma Mia, and more on Wednesday, November 17th at the Kimmel Center. You can hear Pop's signature sound on the hits of one of the greatest selling bands of all time, Abba. You can get tickets at phillypops.org slash WMMR. Marissa will be hosting that event. And, uh, yeah, go see it because yeah. we'll be there. All right, and there you go. That's it. She's besties with Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, her and, and Burt Young Burt will Young, be yeah. at the event. So, uh, Casey, thank you for putting that contest together. I no appreciate problem, that. Man. I am so hungry. I'm going to go get some abba peppers and onions. <laughs> abba peppers and onions. So, yeah. Uh, real quick, you know what? Uh, we, we got a minute or two to play with, and I, I have a couple of charts I want to uh, throw out there so I don't lose them yes, in the... In you want to get uh, backed up it, like you got impacted the last time. Oh, God, I had to go to the freaking hospital. Yeah. Um, so, here we go. Uh, it says, hey, take a moment of your busy day. Wish my best friend of 11 years and his hot sister a very shorty <laughs> birthday. Alex Estrike and Amy Estrike turn 32. They're twins. Aww. Alex is a life coach who kind of sucks. Ha ha. Uh, my co-worker, my best friend, and the best man of my wedding and the godfather to my youngest daughter. He's the guy who turned me on to listening to you guys. And we share daily jokes uh, that, that half of the time came from you guys. And I want him to know how special he is to me. And a lot of us don't forget to mention his hot sister. <laughs> Thanks, you guys, freaking rock. And that is from Alex Gonzalez. So here's a chart. So if the sister's hot, sister. yeah, wouldn't he be kind of attractive? Have to be yeah, hot, yeah. right? Yeah, it I, usually works that way, right? right. Yeah, yeah, I know some fraternal twins where one guy, it's, uh, the guy is good looking, and the other guy is less good looking. It's <laughs> weird. It's not good. Yeah. Well, well look at. Uh, I don't know if they're fraternal twins, but Dennis Quaid and Randy Quaid. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah. Wait, are they twins? I don't think they are. Oh, no, 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 no. But no. I, I was just trying to support okay, my gotcha. dumb theory. <laughs> uh, Paul Wallace sent me this. says, uh, wants to shout out my wife, uh, son, and myself. Or it says, no, my wife, my son, and myself moved down to Florida a few years ago near Jacksonville in Nocatee. And I wanted to wish my son, uh, Valen, cool name. Uh, who is seven and a half? A shard out. His name is his full name is Valen Stryker K. Wallace. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's okay, badass. Yeah. Uh, his mom gave him the best middle name. The K is for her last name. So Valen Stryker K. Wallace. Wow. Uh, he'll listen to podcasts with me. Uh, whenever we're in the car, he loves a bizarre file, loves the list that you do about creepy, funny things that kids say, and he cracks up when you play the corn Tasmanian devil clip. <laughs> uh, he's my bud and the love of my life, uh, and uh, that, is, like I said, is from Paul Wallace, so a shout-out to his son, which is uh, really cool. Well, then I got also got to do the corn form yeah. as well. Okay. Right? Yep. There we go. All right, and then one last one. <laughs> hey, I was wondering if you could shout out to my brother Neil, his wife Alyssa. We are a full family of Preston and Steve listeners. Uh, and until recently, Neil and Alyssa lived out in Pittsburgh. The summer they uh, took the leap, quit their jobs, moved back to the Philly area to be closer to all of us. After a few difficult months of searching, uh, Neil got a job in his field that starts next week. And I couldn't be more proud of him. We're so happy to have them living closer. And now we can all... Uh, go to the Preston and Steve events together. Uh, even though he lives in the listening area now, he still podcasts, doesn't miss a thing. So whenever you get a chance around this, uh, uh, he, I'm sure he'll hear. Thanks so much. Have a nice flight. And that is from Trish Johnston. And there is a shout out to you, my friend. That's all that I have, Case. Um, Anything else? No. It's just, uh, I just thought of another. Uh, I don't know if we can say this on the air, but uh, another clue for uh, the before and after. Okay, but lay, it, lay it on. All right, it would be a, uh, a okay. Swedish pop band okay. uh, and <laughs> oral uh, performed on a man. 
Oh, sure. <laughs> the Labio? <laughs> wait, no. wait. It would be uh, a blow. It'd be a yeah. Java. A blow Java. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we can say that either. <laughs> Sorry. How about... I like that yeah, one. That's good. Labia. Yeah. <laughs> that labia. 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 Yeah. Labia. Oh, yeah, but that doesn't have anything to do with oral. Yeah. No. no, no. But uh, Blojavia does. Yes. I like that. All right. All right. Anyhow. <laughs> okay. I put that in the context. <laughs> so we have the Bizarre File coming up, right? Yeah. Okay. Let's take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Don't forget Word of the Week prize. We're giving that away today. And you know what? We, we actually have more things to give away. Yeah. Uh, let me give away some Flyers alumni game tickets. That's yeah. for Monday night. And I will take the next three callers at 215-263-WMMR, and you will be able to go Monday, November or 15th, uh, 7 o'clock at the Wells Fargo Center. Showdown between uh, Team Tockett and Team Holmgren. It includes flyers from every dec- decade at the game. So three callers will set you up, and we'll be back in a moment. One city, one radio station, one man. 40 years. Oh, dear. In 1981, he jumped in his trusty microbus Minerva and came to Philadelphia. Philadelphia Radio has never seen or heard anything like it. A fantastic run of great music, concert coverage, and real conversations from a who's who of rock royalty and passionate Philly fans. Always live, always local, and almost always in midday. There was that ill-fated morning show. You remember, wake up and smell the karma. I don't know quite what happened there. Pierre Robert has devoted his working life to WMMR listeners and our fine village. So we're digging through the MM archives to highlight some of the moments from this long, strange trip that is far from over. Congratulations, Pierre, on 40 years in Philly. From your co-workers, your fans, and your grateful friends at 93.3 WMMR. All right, let's hit it. Bizarre fire. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Brought to you by Iron Hill Brewery and their top-selling IPAs and seasonal beers that are now available everywhere. The craft beer is sold locally. You can visit ironhillbrewery.com and click Beer Finder to find a retailer near you. And a couple stories I meant to get to at the camp out and didn't, but I want I don't want these to get away from me. How about this? Uh, two thieves stole. 45 bottles of wine, including an extremely rare 215-year-old bottle valued at over $300,000. amazing. From a collection at an upmarket hotel and restaurant complex in southwest Spain. The thief took uh, the the theft took place in the early hours last Wednesday, according to Jose Polo, one of the owners of Atrio, a complex presi- uh, pr- compromising uh, hotel and two Michelin-starred restaurant. Uh, with a seller sheltering more than 40,000 bottles. Uh, they were professionals, they said. Um, they knew exactly what they were doing. Uh, he had said after he decided to make the robbery public through uh, a letter to customers and friends. The suspects are a man and a woman who spoke English and gave staff the impression of being a refined couple who checked into the hotel and dined at his restaurant. They asked a hotel clerk uh, to serve them more food, and when he went to the kitchen, leaving security camera monitors unattended, the man slipped into the cellar and stole the bottles. <clears throat> now, there's 40,000 bottles there. So yeah. They had to have known what they were looking exactly, for. Exactly, yeah. The couple checked out in the early hours of Wednesday, paying with a credit card and leaving with bags full of bottles. Polo said no one noticed their haul, which included a valuable eight, a valuable 1806 Chateau de Quim, uh and at least six other 19th century bottles from the exclusive Romane Conti winemaker, 
Romani Conte, I guess is how you say that, in uh, France's Burgundy region. He said he had not calculated the total value of the stolen models, which were insured, uh, but their symbolic value was even great, greater. Polo said the pair could have only been working for a private wine collector because they took bottles that could not be sold on the wow. open market. That, the, yes, all of that stuff, which is going to make it much more harder to uh, to locate these yeah. people. So they were getting them, most likely they are getting them for someone who paid top dollar to them to go and steal this wine just so they could have it. Yeah, That's it's crazy. not like you're going to see them drinking it at a tailgate party. Right. Uh, this was wild, Steve. I hope you saw this story because it's right up your alley. Activity from an underwater volcano brought up two dozen ghost ships yes. to the surface of the Pacific Ocean decades after being sunk during World War II. Isn't that cool? Yeah, the ships were involved in the bloody Battle of Iwo Jima in 1945 when they were sunk by U.S. forces. However, they came ashore on the western side of Iwo Jima, uh, which is about 760 miles away from uh, Tokyo, after seismic activity from an underwater volcano, uh, Fukutoku. Okanoba uh, brought them up from the seabed. Japanese news showed the surface remains of the 24 ships, which are now lying on a bed of volcanic ash due to the seismic tremors. According to the U.S. National Archives, the ships were moved during the war uh, to form a breakwater in preparation for the invasion of U.S. forces, shielding other boats as they unloaded troops and weapons. But they came up. (laughs) These are ghost ships. That's pretty wild. Yes. A Utah man was charged with attempted murder and discharging a firearm, accusing of opening fire towards his father during a domestic argument, the police said. The topic of that argument? Chicken wings. Chicken wings. (laughs) Yes. Alika Salafu was arrested following the incident. Salafu's father returned home that day with an order of chicken wings for his son. When Salafu discovered that the wings were not the variety that he liked... You son of a bitch. He became upset and began to argue. The dispute... Escalated. Uh, <laughs> Salafu went into his bedroom, returned with a gun, and despite his father's pleas, he opened fire. The father was able to dodge the bullet, which traveled through the walls of their apartment and eventually became lodged in a neighbor's dishwasher. Father then went for his son's legs, attempting to wrestle the gun away from him, and amid the tussle, uh, Salafu shot off two more rounds that uh, became lodged in the ceiling. Uh, the father was finally able to snatch the weapon away and unload it. While fleeing, by the time officers arrived, Salafu was gone. Officers did, however, determine that his father's injuries were consistent with his description of the incident. He was later apprehended and taken to police custody. Well, I'll tell you what, if you're the chicken place that, they, that he really wanted, oh, you should put that in your ad. Damn right. So good people, you'll kill family members for killed it. for this. <laughs> uh, Kathy, this is a pretty wild story. It involves okay. clothes. I thought you might find this interesting. Heaps of unworn clothes are being discarded in the Chilean desert adding to a swiftly swelling graveyard of fashion lines past. I mean, like, it's huge. Kathy. (laughs) According to a report, the massive amount of clothes consists of garments made in China and Bangladesh that make their way to stores in the U.S., Europe, and Asia. When the garments are not purchased, they are brought to Chile's uh, Liquiqui Airport to be sold to other Latin American countries. Uh, They found about 59,000 tons of clothing that end up at the port in Chile every year. Of that, at least 39,000 tons are moved into landfills in the desert. This beats Target. Most of the clothes are disposed of when the shipments can't be resold across Latin America. The clothes brought to the desert, uh, the desert heaps for disposal, now blanket an entire swath of land in the Atacama Desert. You should start a new clothing chain called Heaps. Uh, there's a guy named Franklin Zapata who's the founder of what's called Eco Fibra, a company that is trying to make use of the discarded clothing by making insulation panels out of it. 
He said the problem is that the clothing is not biodegradable and has chemical products, so it is not accepted in the municipal landfills. I got so you. So they just throw it in the desert. Look at this picture. Wow. It is well, like a mountain huge. of clothing. But they're saying um, also what goes, the resources that go into making them, like what a waste it is to then throw yes. it yes. Uh, into the desert where it's going to take hundreds of years to uh, biodegrade. Yeah. yeah, set it on fire. So this guy, is uh, his firm has been using textile waste to create its thermal and acoustic building insulator since 2018. And he wants to get in there and use this stuff sure. to, to get some kind of practical use out of it rather than have it all just sit out in the desert like if that. If I live near there, I would just in the morning when I got out of bed, I'd just go over to the heat, <laughs> pick out something to wear. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's mountains of clothing. And it's like never been worn, right? Yeah. 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 So, all right. Uh, one last story. The employees at the Salvation Army in Arizona thrift store in Quartzsite uh, uh, got quite the surprise in one of their red kettles. It was a gold tooth. Uh, Leanne uh, Henley, uh, coordinator and manager, discovered the tooth on Friday inside a red kettle near the cash register. Henley said the tooth weighs about five grams, and that puts its estimated value near $300. She said, we have no idea who left this, this generous and clever gift, but we are most grateful. Uh, what a fun and blessed way to kick off the holiday season. It's fun. Uh, the uh, It's fun? <laughs> Yank out your tooth and toss it in It's here. fun, yeah. Uh, from the bottom of our hearts, we would like to thank the person who left us this wonderful gift. In the past, uh, red kettles across the country have received gold coins, valuable jewelry, and checks of large dollar amounts. But this gold tooth is right up there on the list of unusual donations. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for nice. you this morning. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll get back with a lesson question, some trash music news, and some other things to give away. Speaking of that, should I give something away right now? Yeah, why don't you do this? All right, I have the last of our tickets for the Flyers alumni game on Monday night at the Wells Fargo Center. It's at 7 p.m. Uh, it is Team Tocket and Team Holmgren. And includes flyers from every single decade. So we'll take four callers and give away the last of our tickets. 215-263-WMMR. You'll be good to go. We'll come back in a moment. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. WMMR.com. The one thing that rocks. Events, photo galleries, more gear in the rock shop. And WMMR.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, we're moving right along. It's 18 minutes after 10 o'clock. End of the program. We'll be here before you know it. Make sure you hang with us for the whole thing because we got reasons for you to stick around. Stuff to give away. Things that you could win. In fact, we'll do that right now. Uh, we'll ask today's lesson question. Anyway, a four-pack of tickets for Harry Potter, the exhibition, and it is at the Franklin Institute February 18th. And the question that I have for you what two vegetables go best with the Swedish pop band ABBA? <clears throat> it's not broccoli Rob either. No. It's what, the, it's what the guy on the phone said. 215-263-WMMR. What two vegetables goes best with uh, Swedish pop band ABBA? 215-263-WMMR. You had to have heard it. You'll never get it if you guess. Let's see if you were listening. And call will do the trash while you get through. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by IBEW 654. You can join Jackie Bam Bam for Toys for Tots at local 654's Union Hall on November 13th from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Info at IBEW 654. Net. What's going on, Steve? Well, Andy Dick out on bail after being arrested for attacking an ex-boyfriend with a liquor bottle. 
The ex-boyfriend reportedly told police that despite the altercation, he still loves Dick. <laughs> Soap opera Jerry Douglas, who played John Abbott on The Young and the Restless, has died at the age of 88. Ironically, Douglas had just signed a contract to star in a new soap opera called The Old and the Motionless. <laughs> oh, my God. And finally, Adam Abdul-Jabbar, the son of NBA legend Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, has been sentenced to jail after ramming a blade into his neighbor's head. Adam said he had no option once his neighbor forgot to return a crockpot. All right, we'll see if you know the answer to this question. What two pepper or two vegetables go best with Swedish pop band ABBA? 215-263-WMMR. I'm going to go to Scott. Hey, Scott, good morning. Hey, good morning, it, bud. Good morning, it, my man, bud. What two vegetables go best with the Swedish pop band ABBA? Peppers and onions. ABBA peppers and onions. A four-pack of tickets for Harry Potter, the exhibition. Something magical is coming to Philadelphia. Harry Potter, the exhibition, makes its world premiere debut on February 18, 2022 at the Franklin Institute. And tickets are now on sale at fi.edu. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah. <laughs> Brought to you by Primo Hoagies and turkey stuffing, cranberry sauce, and mayo. A meal best served cold. The Pilgrim is back. Go to PrimoHoagies.com for the nearest location. It's not just a hoagie. No. It's a Primo. Uh, starting today, Nirvana's Nevermind will be celebrated with several multi-format issues. A total of 94 audio and video tracks, 70 previously unreleased. Are going to be made, avail- be made available across configurations ranging from super deluxe editions to standard digital CD. 70 unreleased? And single disc vinyl with bonus 7 inch, yes. It's insane. Uh, in all format- formats, Nevermind is newly remastered from the original half inch stereo analog tapes uh, to high resolution as well. Among the previously unreleased material exclusive uh, to various versions of the Nevermind. 30th anniversary editions are four complete live shows uh, that documented Nirvana's historic ascension on the concert stage. All four newly remastered live shows are included in the Nevermind Super Deluxe editions, which will be available in both vinyl uh, and CD Blu-ray as well. So you'll be able to get all of that together with that. Jack White has announced the upcoming release of two new albums next year. Uh, this will mark his first new full-length solo collection in over four years. Fear of the Dawn will be out on April 8th, and Entering Heaven Alive will follow on July 22nd. In all, it adds up to 23 new songs. One of them, called Taking Me Back, which is from the first album, was released on video this week. Uh, according to the press release, each album is defined by different inspirations, different themes, and different moods as well. Korn has announced that their new album, Requiem, or they have announced their new album, Requiem, I should say. The visuals for the first single, Start the Healing, is out now. Tim Sacchenti, the director of Start the Healing, explained that uh, visuals in uh, the visual in a statement saying, uh, our idea for this video was to mutate that aspect of the DNA and corn of what makes them so inspiring. Their mix of raw power and transportive aesthetics and human emotion. What the hell are you talking about? I want to take the viewer on an emotional journey, as the song does, a visceral, cathartic death and rebirth yeah. that will hopefully help transport the listener through whatever their personal struggle is. 
They should have uh, just gone with corn on the cob. Uh, Requiem <laughs> is due out uh, February 4th, 2022, by the way. <laughs> uh, the Kid Amnesia exhibition uh, will be available as a free download for PlayStation 5. This is with uh, Radiohead. Uh, beginning November 18th. Uh, the Upside Down Digital Analog Universe was created from original artwork by Tom York and Stanley Donwood and sound designed by Nigel Godrich. It makes extraordinary. Uh, to commemorate 21 years of Radiohead's Kid A and Amnesiac albums. This was sad news to see. The Moody Blues co-founder and drummer Graham Edge has died at the age of 80. Uh, no cause of death was announced. Guitarist Justin Hayward posted on Facebook saying it's a very sad day. Uh, Graham's sound and personality is present in everything we did together. And thankfully, that will live on. Uh, when Graham told me that he was retiring, uh, I knew that without him, it couldn't be the Moody Blues anymore. And that's what happened. It's true to say uh, that he kept the group together throughout all the years because he loved it. So, uh, what is this? The streams. Wow. By the way, Graham wa- Graham Edge was part of the original lineup of the Moody Blues, founded in 1964, which featured former Wings co-founder Danny Lane. Yes. Ray Thomas, who died in 2017, Mike Pinder, and Clint Warwick. Uh, he and Thomas stayed on as the band moved from their R&B British invasion era through the psychedelic Prague that was spearheaded by new recruits Justin Hayward and John Lodge. This song was sort of an acknowledgement of their career, and it's a wonderful song. and had a nice video attached to it. I love that. Uh, we also have a song that has... Is very, uh, uh, the percussion is uh, the main thing, which is uh, Just a Singer Case. Do we have oh, yeah. That? That's right here. Just a singer in a rock and roll band. Love that song. Yeah. The way this speeds up. Yeah. There's so many great Moody Blues songs. Love them. Um, Edge, by the way, was renowned for contributing the spoken word passages in such Moody's classics like Late Lament and Poetry in Nights in White Satin. That was him. He was the guy. deep in the gathering gloom. Yeah. Peppers and onions in every room. Oh, stop it, dude. They smell really bad as you walk the halls. I've got an itch on my balls. It rhymes. Yeah. Uh, no, so he he did he did the poetry, the beat, breathe, eat, the gathering, yeah. room, the whole deal. Uh, in nights and white satin. Uh, but he, uh, it says he, it was recited by pianist Mike Pinder. Uh, wait a minute. But so, he moved his mouth. So hang on a second. He was renowned for contributing the spoken word passage, so he wrote that. Yes. Oh. Uh, and Mike Pinder uh, spoke it. And it, it. Yeah, it's two points in the album. Also, and uh, Departure, which opened the 1968's In Search of the Lost Chord and, led, and led into uh, Ride My Seesaw. So some just great time. You know what? Time yeah. to spend some time with uh, with Moody Blues. I listen to uh, Days of Future Past quite often. It, it, sonically, it's Unlike any other album. Yes. A lot of people don't know that they used to be called, before the Moody Blues, they were called the Bloody Moose. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> the Bloody Moose. <laughs> Just playing around with that? <laughs> it's so dumb. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, rest in peace. Rest in peace, uh, Graham Edge, 80 years old. One last thing, and uh, the tickets went on sale about a half hour ago. I've got tickets to give away to see Greta Van Fleet 
on April 1st. There are two shows, April 1st and April 2nd, at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. If you would like to go, be callers number 18 and 19 at 215-263-WMMR, and you will get the tickets. Again, it's callers 18 and 19 at... At 215-263-WMMR. You just have this look on your face like you're still going, there are so the many booty blues. There's a number of things that work here. I, I was actually laughing at Peppers and Onions and then Blooty Moose. The Blooty Moose. Uh, so let's set you up with those tickets now, caller 18 and 19. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second, and we will get our letter today, Word of the Week prize, and give that away. Stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. You want to win an autographed Eagles jersey, an ultimate tailgating package, 2022 Eagle season tickets, or just good old cash? You could win when you enter Acme Swoop In and win sweepstakes. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com for your chance to be the next big winner. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles and MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. As David is banned. 93.3 WMMR. It's everything that rocks. You're saying they're playing, Nick, uh, Madison Square Garden this Tonight, week? yeah. Oh, tonight. Yeah, I know some people that are going up, taking the train, going to see uh, DMB in the, at the Garden. Yeah. Oh, and is today Carter Beaufort? No, it was, it was a few days ago. It's just it's a cool post. Yeah, I, I love Carter Beaufort so much. He's so he's so awesome. He's an interesting uh, leader of the band, along with Dave. And just if you ever go to a Dave Matthews Band show, just watch Carter for a oh, few songs. It, it's, it's a treat. There's yeah. another interview that we would. Um, oh you know, yeah, that we should have. We um, used to know somebody in the band. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, Stallone. Oh, we, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know Sly. Oh, yeah. he, he, was he just part of a touring musician, I guess? Or? What would you say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say? I don't know. Yo, I guess. It's um, like a billion ants marching. Hello, yo. It's like a billion. <laughs> uh, so we're at the end of the show. It's 1037. We're wrapping things up. Uh, we need to, I guess, thank our guest on the show today. We did have one guest, and he was amazing. Actor Carrie Elways yeah. was on. It was worth the wait. You know what? It really was. Yeah. He was, uh, he had really nice answers to everything. We were supposed to initially have him in the studio a while back, and he slept, right? He overslept, and yeah. then we were supposed to have him on yesterday via Zoom, and then his travel schedule changed around. And so, but yeah, it, it was it was a really cool uh, conversation with Carrie. He will be at the Miriam Theater tomorrow night. It is called the Princess Bride: An Inconceivable Evening with Carrie Always. And uh, there's, you know, after the the film shows, uh, he will be there to yep. uh, to talk about it and some of his experiences. And he was a super nice guy. Tickets available at KimmelCulturalCampus.org. So you can go ahead and get those. Tickets down. He was our only guest, so we need to do the letter of the day, I guess. So, Pierre? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, uh, 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 what you doing over there? I um, am uh, preparing <laughs> things. Okay. I saw you uh, programming your phone, and uh, you I'm, had... I'm making an Uber Eats order. Oh, oh that's okay. what you're doing? Yeah. What's for lunch? Um... Peppers Sa- and onions? Yeah. <laughs> Peppers, Peppers and, and onions. onions. <laughs> and By the way, we got a text from that guy. 
It says, hey, guys, I'm Bill, the guy who said peppers and onions, uh, L-M-A-O. I knew every question up until you got to me. I'm cracking up at myself for blanking. Honored to be the stupid question. Oh, that's awesome. Good man. Yeah, Abba yes. peppers and onions. <laughs> Did you do... Um, <sighs> the Swedish pop band meets the British pop band. The British pop band? No, what, 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 what is it? Wait a second. Cab. Abacat? Oh, oh, okay. That's a, a Genesis song. Genesis. Yeah. Uh, that Abacat. clue doesn't make any sense, though. Uh, how about, how about it, it would be um, uh, a Swedish pop band meets a hit from the band Genesis? That's too easy. Or or you could do a Swedish, a Swedish pop band uh, and a uh, form of, uh, you know, Transportation from the airport or something like that. The Abacab. So yeah, being the Cabba. British band, why would someone come up with Abacab? Why would someone come up with answers of any of those questions? <laughs> well, if you listen closely, the answer is right closely. there. Yeah, and I couldn't get it. <laughs> but I'm not. This surprised. is Pierre's game now. I'll tell you what. They had, uh, on Jeopardy last night, they, they basically did a before and after that I thought was extremely difficult. I agree. I didn't get any of those. Yeah. It was really, really hard. Uh-huh. I got yeah. every one of those. <laughs> but you did. <laughs> Sharp wa- as a tack. I attack. never watched Jeopardy. <laughs> oh, F's sake. Oh, it's a great show. <laughs> it is. a nap in some parking lot at that time of night. <laughs> yes, there seems to be a homeless man <laughs> somehow got his way into a Tesla. It's <laughs> true. Nap time. Uh, Nappy time. Before the gymnasium. You. All right. Now, um, ow. We'll do that or what? Ooh. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll do that. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter Y as in yo. All right. We will take uh, caller seven. 215. <laughs> 215-263-WMMO will give you a shot at winning the prize. What were you going to say? I interrupted you. I'm sorry. I don't know. You know what I think? That ship sailed a long time ago. I got you, man. The rest of the material between my ears. <laughs> well, we'll uh, we'll ask you what's on the show today. If you That's wanna... a very good thing to ask. Okay. We've got... Word I don't first. know. <laughs> uh, John Fogarty's in Atlantic City tonight, so we're oh. going to do a workforce block of Four. John and some Credence. Yeah. The great Credence. God, and, can't go wrong. And, and Credence is John Fogarty. You're right. And John Fogarty right. Credence. Exactly. Um, Greta Van Fleet. Uh, tickets went on sale. You guys gave some away just a moment ago. We'll have uh, tickets for that. Jackson also has tickets uh, between 3 and 7 this afternoon. And Neil is having a birthday today, so we will go uh, with a nice long block of Neil Young, uh, 76 today. So. Well, well, Nick was recounting the fact that you have had been attempting for years to get a real in-depth Neil Young interview, and it's the, the ship that keeps sailing. Well, yeah, it's it's been challenging. I mean, there's five or six that I've always wanted long form. I mean, I've gotten short things with Neil, short yeah. things with Bono, but long form with Bono, long with... Um, Neil, along with Billy Joe, um, Elton, McCartney, yeah. um, Rod Stewart, people yeah. like that. But not quite uh, yet, so I've still got a few more years to try that. Uh, real quick, let's try this. Somebody text in one of these Swedish pop band questions. Okay. I can't get this. Swedish pop band meets a crime-fighting dog. I can't think of any crime fighting dogs. I was thinking of McGraba. That's the only McGraba. It wouldn't be that. That doesn't make any sense. Are you talking about like Turner and Hooch or... um, I don't don't have an answer. Kenaba. Isn't McGruff the crime fighting (laughs) dog? Yeah, but but there's... 
Abba McGrath. No, 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 no. See, the, <laughs> McGra- Abba McGrabafuff. For this to work, it has McGrabafuff. to... Uh, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> this ship has also sailed. What were yes, you going to say? Go ahead, Preston. Hi, I'm Sean. Here. You're on the air. Good morning. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? Yo, Sean, do you know what the word of the week is? Yes, it's Larry, as in Cousin Larry Appleton. Oh! <laughs> Larry. Appleton. Sean, you got Thank yourself you a South Philly concert pass. You're going to spend September in South Philly with a pair of tickets to see Red Hot Chili Peppers wow. with Strokes and Thundercat on Saturday, September 3rd at Citizens Bank Park, and a pair of tickets for the Killers imploding the Mirage Tour with special guest Johnny Marr oh, on September. Ah. Oh, he was great. so excited. Uh, and also uh, Johnny Marr, September 27th, the Wells Fargo Center, although nobody's probably hearing any of what I just said and all the information that I'm supposed to read on the air because of potty mouth Sean over here. Uh, but Sean, congratulations. Thank you, guys. You rock, baby. Appreciate it, bud. All right, so again. Beer to you. Uh, you got the Chili Peppers and the Strokes and Thundercats Saturday, September 3rd, Citizens Bank Park. And uh, the Killers, along with uh, Johnny Marr, September 27th, Wells Fargo Center. Complete tickets for both shows at WMMR.com. What was the answer? Scooby-Doo. But that doesn't make sense. Scooby-Daba? I mean, that doesn't make any sense. It's, it's why you don't let <laughs> listeners try to make a contest. Abby or Scooby. Pierre make the contest because McGrabafuff was fine, I thought. It, you could do, now there was Scrappy Doo and, and Scabadoo might work if you're talking about Scrappy Doo, but Scrappy really wasn't a crime fighter like mm-hmm. Scooby was. Well, you know if you mean? look at the way that they do it on Jeopardy, there's an actual. It, it, it's even more concrete. We took a little bit of liberty with well, it, but if you're if you're if you are doing things like you know uh, peppers and onions, Abba. What I was trying to say uh, when Pierre was talking was it has to have the ah vowel sound in it, something like that, for that in there. to make sense. Yes. Ah or ah for Abba or Abba, and that is what makes it work. And it worked, like <laughs> Abalo Creed. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that would have worked. That makes total sense now. Abalo Creed. And Rocky Abalo. <laughs> like Rocky Bababalo. Rocky Bababola is what that would be. <laughs> That's what that would be. It would. He's not letting it go. It's a good one. Yeah, I thought that was really good. <laughs> hey, our show's almost over, Preston. Have a cab. Stab <laughs> <laughs> <Stabba> to heaven. <laughs> All right. Zabla. I'm going to play Abacab in right. the next set. All right. Oh, I love Abacab. Abacab. It's yeah. a great song. All right. Let's get this thing going. I got stuff to do. All right. Yeah. We got to move along here, folks, or else uh, we're going to Someone's got to be boss. the tight one that keeps everything moving yeah. and cracking. I know. I'm My sorry. Whip. You've got Greta Vabafleet tickets down. My sloppiness is showing. Uh, I'd like to thank our sponsors, the Presidency <laughs> Show. Brought to you by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Also brought to you by Acme. You can download the Acme app to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks today. Visit acmemarkets.com for details. And also, uh, Iron Hill Brewery's top-selling IPAs and seasonal beers now available everywhere that craft beer is sold locally. Next week on this program, a couple things lined up. We'll get more. Uh, but uh, Rodney McLeod will be joining us. We nice. Rodney in a little while. And comedian, uh, magician, uh, Justin Wilman. He always kind of blows our mind with some uh, like mentalist yeah. stuff that he yeah. does. So we'll have him in next week as well. Uh, that is it. We are done. So rage on and have yourself a great weekend. And we will see you on Monday, gang. Bye-bye. <laughs>
ASMR. Bing, <laughs> 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 